It's so nice out there. From sunny Mexican markets to sleepy Greek waves. And when you go as an Expedia member, you save more on the things that matter. Expedia. Made to travel. Terms apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it. Starting May 5th on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head to head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through pain is the name of the game. With so much edge of your seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your sweater. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning May 5th on TNT and TBS. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. Good morning. That was awesome. You felt that was you, awesome. You like felt it. Yeah, I did. Coming in hot. Just like the that was awesome. I was that was perfect. Man, I, yeah, I was. I had uh, to do. I had. Am I muted now? No, no we can no. hear you. I no, I, I did bring it down because I don't want to bust over his eardrums. I did have to like try and fill it because I didn't know exactly when we were going to do it because I didn't have my banjos to give me single signal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but you you like nailed it. I was like, I don't think it could have been a better entrance. I feel so. You don't think that was a good song for for that? I don't think of. Evan as like rap music, like whatsoever. It wouldn't have mattered who it was, but I, I know Evan listens to rap very rarely. He probably really enjoys that song too. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I like that. It worked. It's good. <laughs> it, it works. It felt because I watched the video because I was in class, but I did not listen to the sound, you know. But now that I hear it, I'm like, no, that was perfect. That totally went what goes with it for his weekend, maybe, but for Evan, I don't see it. But I know Evan like pretty friggin' well. Every now and then I get a wild hair. We share we share COVIDs together. <laughs> 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 well, guys, welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. We hang out, talk about hunting, fishing, getting getting outside, digging outside, digging outside, getting outside, whatever. Just get, go outside. Uh, speaking it. of digging, I used a bunch of mud from the yard over there to <laughs> mud in my blind. So I was digging it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Wait, you're just so place. happy to to mud up your blind. I am. Wait, your new blind? A, you you put mud on it? The cover, yeah. <laughs> you got is that it, a requirement? You got to get it to get the shiny out. It has camo on it. It's a camo blind. <laughs> <laughs> that just camo. sounds stupid. But it's like it's already camouflaged. It's already camo. Yes, and it's gonna naturally it takes get dirty. the sheen off of it. It takes the sheen off of it. So you're doing almost like exactly right. like Arnold Schwarzenegger predator type. Like I'm gonna coat it in mud. I've never that seen that way. The ducks' thermal like vision can't actually see you. Exactly. Why don't you just wear a ghillie suit then? Honestly, you're going through Dude, all this. Effort. I've I've actually started thinking about that. Like Me hunting too. in a ghillie suit. Yeah, I think as a blanket for like a layout to. No, just hunting legit. in a ghillie suit. Yeah, I mean it works for everybody else. I got a buddy that hunts in one, not duck hunt, but I probably wouldn't like put it past terrorist him. Terrorist hunt. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he hunts uh, deer, big, big game animals. 
Yes, deer in a ghillie suit, and it's amazing. Honestly, I'm surprised it isn't more popular than like me too. Than you think me too. We completely no, cut. I'm just kind of no. I'm just kind of like why? Because all right, so because it has a it has a gloss finish or semi gloss finish, and you need to make it matte. Slight glossy finish. So then, why don't the manufacturers of these, if you're going to spend a bunch of money on it, make them without a glossy finish? Okay, if you think I spent a bunch of money on that, you're sadly mistaken. Um, it's been more than thirty bucks on it. Okay, yes. How much regards. was it? Like a hundred. Yeah, a hundred dollars is for cheap. a full layout that's blind. Cheap. That's cheap. Yeah, I know it's cheap, but when you talk the about I had was all the equipment you need to go duck hunting, <clears throat> that's one piece of a big group of equipment. I got a question though. Really expensive blinds? Are they still shiny? Yeah. Yeah. See. Okay. So we still got. No, so you have a, a very valid point, Landon. He does, yeah. but. It it comes from all the stuff that they put onto it to make it like more water percent protected, more resilient, more uh, the camo itself kind of comes out shiny from the stuff, the thread fabrics and stuff. It's a very light sheen, but it is still I wonder, a sheen. I wonder if it's the waterproofing. <clears throat> what if they what if they sent you a like a like a bag of dirt with it and were like just add water and then you put it oh down that'd be yourself. friggin' legit because I actually was struggling to find dirt. <laughs> You have dirt in your backyard. <laughs> There's dirt everywhere. It's, you go say, outside and dig a hole. There's dirt. I'm not going to dig a random hole in my backyard. Your dog did it. What's the problem? Or just go well, to a touche. park. Hey, touche. <laughs> Two inches down and it's all friggin' rot. Oh, but I went out here where they released, because they did our fire inspections this week. Oh, did they fix the thingy? I don't know. But it ain't gone <laughs> off in a while. Um, <laughs> Until tonight, watch. <laughs> But they released all of our, like, uh, hydrant stuff, too. Like, they brought down the levels. Uh-huh. I had yellow water for, like, half a day. It was gross. Um, from pee? No, it was just <laughs> yellow You're water. You're getting out of the wrong faucet. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered what this thing did. Wait, you did drink Coors Light, right? Uh-huh. Same. Um, <laughs> yellow water. Same stuff. So, uh, I just went out here and just pulled up a bunch of the dirt and covered it it doesn't look very shape. dirty for someone who rubbed dirt on it this, I, this part i didn't do okay. my body and the blanket covers this i only did the blanket oh okay so you're not a real duck hunter then i guess <laughs> that's what you want to say <laughs> <You> dick <laughs> the whole idea of buying something and then making having, it dirty having to get it dirty just seems stupid i, I agree they should make them to where you don't have to do that yeah. I agree. Especially if you're going to spend $100. Well, there's a lot so of things you buy and you get dirty, like that's baseball That's why I gloves. buy a used one. I won't Ooh. buy a new one. Buy a used one. Oh, because you think like, it actually works Technically, better. I didn't pay for it. It's season. It's a Christmas yeah. gift. Yeah. yeah. If you listened to our last episode, you would have known that, Landon. Well, I did listen to the last episode. How do you like it? Uh, I did like it. I, speaking of, I wanted to bring back another conversation. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. what? About um, actually someone sent us in a question. Let's see here. We, we talked about a lot of different Yeah. <laughs> we jumped around. It yeah. was all over the place. You also did Yellowstone spoilers. We did Yellowstone. We yeah, warned we, people. We warned people. We warned people. Probably not long enough. They did. They warned yeah. people. No, they did warn I people. I don't remember what they said, and I I had to listen to it. I had no choice. It's the greatest show on TV right Well, now. I thought this season was, personally, it's I'm not going to throw out any spoils, it's but lame. this is a horrible season, yep. and the writing has been atrocious. Yep. Agree. I haven't watched the last episode yet. I enjoyed I it. I haven't. I enjoyed it. I feel like, like this season, though, is not a true season. I feel like this has to be like a mid-season mark. I will say, There's though, more to come. It a season too, like this, though, stupid. typically means it's not going to be good next season. Because if they're already struggling now, they're going to struggle more. Yeah, I feel like 
you know what? No, I do feel like they were probably been focusing on 1883 and probably the sixes. Well, that's whole different production and everything. Yeah. I feel I don't like think there are. That. Well, no, the writer is leading 1883. That mm-hmm. Taylor Sheridan dude, mm-hmm. he's a badass. Yeah, mm-hmm. that dude's awesome. You is know, that he, Travis. Yeah, I don't know his name. He's the cowboy, the horse yeah, rider, the, the horse rider. The horse shower. So all, uh, man, I can't remember what it was. I think all those horses come from the four sixes. Um, Dude, they're making a killing off this. Well, Taylor Sheridan bought the Four Sixes Ranch, the oh, entire really? the entire ranch. It's like two hundred thousand acres. Yeah, he bought the entire That's ranch. Nice. It's the sixth largest uh, yeah. ranch in the United States. Oh, so it's bigger than two hundred. Then, uh, so it's probably like two seventy, two eighty. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. So he bought that entire ranch. So you they know, could it's film only more out an, there. It's only about an hour north of mm-hmm. Landon's place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's out there. But he bought the entire ranch. Uh, he owns it now. I can't. I looked it up because he had paid. But all the horses I think come from that ranch or or another. I can't remember the horse situation. But those horses are all legit horses, like really high dollar horses. And he grew up. He's a he's a Texas boy. He was a cowboy and sure, a, and, yeah, and acting and all that too. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the Wagner was is one of the largest too. Yeah. But until I don't know since they sold it if they're parceling any of it off. I don't know. No, but you know what? Now that you mention it, it did. It didn't feel like even like the last couple episodes didn't feel like it was the season ending. It still felt like it was like. Middle of the road, it, yeah. And well, that's even why I think. even the writing has been bad. I mean, I can point to, it. I could yeah, give yeah. out examples, but I don't want to ruin it for. It hasn't Evan. been exciting. I, I've the only episode I've not watched is the last. The one. The most gotcha. exciting thing was the very first episode where it was like the oh, like the what's the, the aftermath of it because yeah, it was yeah. coming off of the end of the third season. Third yeah. season, yeah. So. I, agree. But I well, think they're doing a lot of character development. <clears throat> yeah. So well, what, what the, are we going to follow up on? So, uh, another thing that was talked about in the last episode was, like, the whole Meat Eater podcast with Matt and Steven. Oh, yeah, yeah, And someone asked, uh, you know, and it kind of goes on that topic, the ethics of posting photos with dead animals, gripping grins on social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. We no, covered that last week. Yeah, I know, but, we did, but I, I wasn't here and Evan wasn't here. Yeah. So, where maybe do we, we fall, could talk about it did, a little bit more. Where do we fall? I don't remember even what y'all I were said, talking about. I uh, said the grip and grins, like a standard grip and grin, I have no problem with. But it's the douchebag who's putting a wood duck through the zipper of his pants oh, yeah, and yeah. saying, "Look at my Woody." <laughs> oh, sorry, that's, that's not the funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it like I don't. I have no quarrels with any of us, any of our friends, any person in the world holding up their deer by the antlers with a grip and grin photo or a truck in the buck style. Photo. My only thing is, so personally, I don't post grip and grins. I'll post like because I don't feel like. <clears throat> They're like artsy. I'll be pretentious. They're not artsy enough for me. You know, like, I want one of like. Hold on. You don't want a woman like that? No. F that shit. Oh, come on now. <laughs> like, hey, Cliff, uh, remember, but, we're not on the pre show anymore. I'm going to have to bleep that. So yeah. you're gonna, that's going to get bleeped. Yeah. It's a woman. Remember, naked there's a difference deer. between our pre show and our <laughs> and regular, regular show. show. We didn't do the normal intro. Hey, so do you know about that? But I don't know about it, but I saw that the other day and I thought about going to Whataburger just for it. That's at my house. Yeah. The. The limited edition. Yeah. So, like, I don't post gripping grins. uh, Is it because it's an artsy thing or because you just don't like posting gripping grins? You said they're not artsy. It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of like, I feel like there's a million gripping grins out there. Like, if I'm going to post a a picture of like an animal I kill, which I don't typically do anyways, I want it to be a little bit different, you know, whether that's a close up of like the antlers or something like that. Um, But also. I get that, but. I think what the question is really asking is, are grip and grins in general negative versus a positive? And that's, that's where I'm getting, so that was my next point. The other part is, I have also a lot of friends who, in the other way, right? And 
it's not necessarily out of respect for them because it's not, but it's also, I don't necessarily want to give them fuel for the fire, right? Because as hunting is arguably a dying sport, right? Less and less people are doing it. There are going to be more and more people who will take stuff like that to say like, oh, well, this is the only reason why. But to right? that to that point, the people who are sticking a wood duck through their zipper or the lady They're doing carry more it, than gripping grins, for sure. Correct. Yes, and ten, that, I will 100% agree. To tenfold. that, to me is more detrimental to the hunting community than an eight-year-old kid oh, with yeah. his grip and grin buck. And don't get me wrong. I think there are definitely moments for a grip and grin, like your first deer, right? But I think if you're one of those people who are posting a grip and grin it, every... I think a grip and, grip and grin is a traditional way. I don't think that a lot of them are being posted. No, they aren't, no. But the wood duck thing, the lady carrying an elk, wasn't an elk or a white tail? A white tail. A white tail on her back, naked. The people who are chugging bush light through a uh, carpet yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. That that shit doesn't fly, and yeah. that's an issue. And I think that that gives fuel to the fire of the anti hunters for sure. I'm not saying it. I think that and that is to me. So you guys said your points on the last mm-hmm. show. To me, that is a blatant disrespect. Of the animal. For sure. And that's where I draw the line. For me, I don't have a problem with gripper, gripping grins. Um, you can post them if you want. To me, I kind of see like social media. You know, we have our honey hole social media is kind of like a business. Right. You know, so like there's that side of my personal post, personal social media. I kind of see it as like a way to document what has happened. And it's fun to go through my old mm-hmm. posts and see what's happened. Um, I agree with In a that. way, and like the descriptions that I wrote, and then a way for my family and other people to see what's going on. Yeah. That's how kind of how I see my Instagram but account. The, and so like the last thing I posted was like McKenna getting baptized and like all this other stuff, you know, that has gone on. And uh, I kind of see it as a personal diary. So I don't really have an issue with the Gripping Grant. It's the disrespect of an animal right. that no, I have an issue with. And also, uh, another point to bring up, is hunting really dying? Like, this may be a change of conversation, but hunting license sales and fishing license sales have been, like, this past, like, two years have oh, been through the, COVID, the roof. Yeah, at least fishing been, sales. Right? I don't know about hunting, though. Has hunting have been through the roof. I think they've gone up, too. Really? And... um I know there's a big, like, it feels like there's a big resurgence in hunting. Yeah. And so, are those sports really dying? Yeah. Now, I agree with what you said. Uh, I don't agree with, like, the disrespect of the animal and stuff. But I think the mass majority of the insta-influencers in the hunting industry are the ones who are shoving wood ducks down their zipper, showing their butthole for wearing... X camo through Midwest Maddie or any of this crap that we see (laughs) on it. You think I'm kidding. She got thrown off. Um, But it was a real thing. I think those are the ones that are bringing a detriment to the hunting world or even the Instagram influencers who are using not their kills, not their birds, not their dogs and all this other stuff. I have a big problem with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My Staging thing is stuff. being authentic with it, but still bringing honor to the hunt, whether that's a grip and grin because it's your first photo. I'm not as artsy as that. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking black and white photos. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do think, I, I, I see his point, but I do think that there is a space for gripping grins, not 
shoving a wood duck down your pants. I'll give you that. I'll, I think there is a space for gripping grids. I do. I think they can be done over the top, and I think they can be done distastefully, you know, like kind of like you said. I think it just kind of comes down to the intention behind it almost, you know. No, I agree. I didn't, re- <clears throat> I didn't read the whole article or everything that Matt did, and I didn't listen to the episode. Oh, the article got pulled. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. They put not, it back out. No, it's back out. They put it back out. Yeah. They said they re- released it two weeks too early, so they – Put it back out two weeks later. <laughs> Convenient. They wanted it. Well, they wanted it. They to, s- they claim they wanted it to coincide with the podcast, so they did, they put it out two weeks ahead of time, and they didn't mean to. So then they they put oh, it right back. See, I thought the podcast was because well, of something why like not, that. Then why not come out and say that? Because they caught a know. bunch of flack for that. I don't know. But anyway, to to my point as or to with a grain of salt, I guess because I haven't completely read the article, I'm just going to go off of what I have seen or have talked about. Uh, Matt made a a point, something to the effect of we should get rid of social media mm-hmm. and that, you know, you have all these problems. And I don't know if he said it directly or not, but to me. No, mainly he said F Steven. Well, they might be having no. a brotherly feud there. Yeah, right. it was a, that was a brotherly yeah, feud. But sure. he thinks like hunting should be removed from social media, period. Right. I don't think that's this the problem. Opi- I think opinion. in my opinion, the problem is meat eater and meat eater type shows and, and venues and, and outlets they bring on a lot of new hunters. They get a lot of people excited for it, which is amazing. That's great. Because I've been hunting, uh, excited about hunting since I was a kid, right? And fishing too. But uh, what you don't have is mentorship. I agree And with so that. you have the, so I'm going to say this, and some people may not agree, but like there are specific organizations that push like the R3 effort. The uh, recruit, what is it? Recruit, I don't know what it is. Something retain. Recruit, recruit. retain, re- reinsert state. Or something, something, I don't research. know. But the problem is, is that you don't have mentorship. So you have a but, and you always, you've always got goofballs, okay? Right. I'm a goofball half the time, or I got a buddy that's a goofball the other half of the time kind of <laughs> deal. But the fact is that you don't have mentorship. You don't have guys going, hey, dumb shit, do not post that, or I will kick your ass. And so they post this stuff because it's goofy and funny, and they think, and it gets some likes. But then, like you said, Zach, it, it's fuel to the fire because people take that to the extreme when you should just go, don't be a dumb kid. Right. Right. They don't. They go, well, no, look at, I they agree. go, look, well, hold on. They go, look at this guy. And look what he or look at this girl. Look what they're doing, and really, it's they just have never had mentorship. They've been thrown in this program that we've been doing, and I say we, me, is the older guy, I guess. But there's guys that I hunt with that are, you know, twenty and thirty and forty years older than me, uh, that have been doing it much longer than me. Period. Uh, that you know, these young kids come in and they just they they don't they don't understand the 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 etiquette. They don't understand. They're not trying to disrespect. In my opinion, they're not trying to disrespect the animal, but they do disrespect the animal. But they well, disrespect everything because they haven't been shown the respect because they don't have a mentor because they've just jumped into this thing. Well, well their okay, only so, mentor is somebody but, who's showing so one, it online. One, 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 one second. On. One second. No, no, no. I'm going to talk. Yeah, let Landy go. So uh, two things of that. There's the average Joe uh, who goes out and hunts and maybe makes a boo-boo and puts it on social media. Either they hold the you know, a trout by the gills or something, and they get blasted on social media, and they say, crap, I didn't know that. I'm going to change my ways in the future. It's a learning experience. But then there's the people who are sponsored by hunting and fishing brands who are going out and doing the same disrespectful stuff, and I think that That's is the more bigger issue. issue I, do, I agree with that. Than the average Joe who doesn't have a mentor and makes one boo-boo on social media. But they're the same, though. Neither one have had a mentor. One... Just knows how to put crap on social one media. One is claiming to be a professional, and one and is I do a guy think who I do think that out. that is a, a worse offense 
being ignorant versus knowing the difference and getting paid for it. If you're getting free stuff or you're getting paid to post it, getting free stuff doesn't say, make you know it. It just say, makes no, you do it more. I was going to say, you're assuming then that the person, just because they got lucky with their posts, know more. I don't necessarily know that that's the case. No, but it does bring an influence to the scenario. But to what I was going to say with Evan, the issue with people not getting mentors, you've been a great mentor towards for me. But there are people that we know I'm not going to drop names that on our hunts have yelled at and berated and belittled the new guys in the group. That is not a mentorship quality versus taking them to the side and saying, hey, we don't do that. This is what you really need to be doing. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't actually. I'll have to, we'll have to talk about it offline because I don't remember. No, you do. We'll talk about it. But that, Oh, that, no, I do know. <laughs> But you we, you do have those <laughs> those instances, and that makes the mentorship, like, you would think, in my mind, someone who's just trying to get into hunting, fishing, whatever it may be. If spelunking. You, if you're trying to get into it, spelunking, if you're trying to get into it, and you're trying to do it right, but you don't know better, someone who has been a veteran of it and does know better, you would think pulling that younger person to the side or saying in a cordial way, hey, this isn't how we do it. This is how you should do it, right. and this is how it should go about, versus belittling and berating them. You also have to step back and understand that not everybody is going to have a mentor and not everybody's going to be a good mentor. There are good no, teachers. I, I agree. And there's not good teachers. Yeah. You know no, what I'm saying? I think, I think you're a wonderful so, teacher. Well, I'm just, way. as an example, I'm just saying Yeah, because Cliff that. was talking about you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think you're we right. both know, my feelings. We both know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, we Evan. both know. Oh, we'll got t- it. We'll you, talk you, about it off air. You know, <laughs> you know, I love you, Evan. You're one of my best friends, and I've I've, gained so, much, I've yeah. gained so much knowledge Jerk. just from you. But what I'm saying though is that e- at any at any instance, but to, to those, my point, the what people I'm saying, whether they're influencers i'm doing the air quotes influencers or not they still don't have a proper mentor no I, I, and and, I they, and it gets worse if they get sponsored by someone like sitka or whoever first light or what name well, i don't know about first light the only ones i know about are sitka sponsored Sitka's, i think is they more just of like a, a bad uh marketing thing that or we're wrong and they don't actually give free product and these people are just trying to get free product because uh, they're, they're throwing well their name be. out there like, I'm sponsored by a Sitka. Are you well or did you be. just get a 20% discount code? Right. That very well could so be. I shouldn't talk bad about Sitka. You feel fancy but, when you get 20% off though. Hmm? I feel fancy when I get 20% off. Heck yeah. But uh, <laughs> Tight Spot Quivers has done the same thing. Uh, okay. uh, a bunch of other brands. I'm not throwing Sitka under the I just press. think mentorship's important. I'm a Sitka mm-hmm. guy. But so I said I tried not to talk bad about it. Um, I want to talk about sports. Yeah. Wait, wait. First, we got to do our bourbon tasting. Oh, where's mine? I'm three sheets to oh, the wind. Oh, before, before, yeah, we, before we move on, gotta, before we move on, do you guys through. think social media is a net negative or net positive? Because Matt's whole argument is social media should be removed Completely permanently from. Uh, and I think. I disagree with that stance of Matt. I don't. Honestly, I'm going to pull the cliff and say it depends. I think. <laughs> I think. I think the purpose of social media is overall positive. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think oh, I the outcome of social media is overall negative. So I think it has become something that it wasn't intended to be. So, okay, but should we keep something? 
and obviously this is theoretically, because this is not going anywhere. Right. Should we keep something because it has good intentions? So I'm just going to say. Be careful with your words with who asked that. I know. I was like, <laughs> oh, dang it. Uh, honestly, no. Yeah. No, I agree. No. So I, in that case, I guess I would have to agree with Matt. Mind you, I don't have social media. Right. Well, I have a Facebook page, but I really only use it for my neighborhood and for business. That's it. I don't use it. I don't really he post personal. trolling for singles. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, I don't know, because uh, I agree with your thing, that I don't necessarily know the outcome or what. I think it has become negative. I agree. And I don't necessarily know if, I honestly feel like if social media were gone tomorrow, oh, it, it would be, okay be weird, but I feel like as a whole society would actually become a better place. But see, I feel I the same way about TV. I think if people like unplug oh, really? their televisions and just like get outside. And get outside, yeah. what we talk about right? doing all the time. Right, exactly. Like, I grew up as a kid. I rode bikes and rollerblades and skateboards yeah, yeah. and all this stuff, and I, we, never, we never had the news on. We never had the TV on. Like, yeah, yeah. We would sit down as a family and watch a movie, but we never watched the news. Yeah. And you go to the in-law's house, and they've got news on 24-7, and I'm like, are you, I mean, you guys are – that's coming into your brain. Yeah. All I, the positive and then all the negative, which is mostly what that is in my opinion. Yeah. It's all coming into your brain. Like, turn it off. Step away and just go sit out on the patio for crying out loud. Yeah, I agree. I think there is something to be said about loving something to death, right? There's like this yes. huge thing yes. into like looking at our national parks right now because of the COVID boom. Everyone right. went outside because they were like, oh, we watched TV for a couple months and so now we're all seeing the seeing their nation, you know, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Right. But there is a lot of evidence right now that we are loving our national parks to death because of the number, number of people who are getting outside, yep. right? But yep. I think that comes into... I'm going to take the it depends, Mark, in saying that I think social media is a overall net positive, but with that being said, it is also a net negative with how it's become, but that comes from policing ourselves, and that's what we got to do. I don't, I just don't know, honestly, when I think back and I look at my social media stuff, I don't necessarily know if it's a positive thing, because I think back and I'm like, Outside of a, a few instances, you know, I'm like, my day-to-day is probably less productive because of social media. And that's probably more me, right? But it's also designed to keep me attached to it, right? No, yes, like, it, it is. It is literally, but that's people a, smarter than me are figuring out ways to keep us all looking at our phones more often. But that comes into the self-policing. You can break that cycle as well. Oh, for sure. I can delete the apps but, on my phone. But, but <laughs> with that being said... You don't have to get on as much. They're not saying you have to. You just do because no. it's hitting that dopamine dump. Well, no, it created that. We they which created is exactly this. which is exactly what we're doing here on the podcast. Anyway, we're trying to hit those dopamine dumps that people want to continue to listen. Mm-hmm. They feel good about listening and all that. Jazz. Get your daily dopamine dump. We're right just here. not. <laughs> we're just not as good oh, yeah. as as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and sure. all this other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but amen, Cliff. Our Discord is so Discord. 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 Uh, we haven't said Discord six times tonight yet. Yeah. Well, we're only starting. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, Discord too. Um. So, I think policing ourselves and doing. If you look like. I might post once a month, maybe. Yeah. There's been times where but it goes dude, a lot longer. But, dude, the stuff you send us? Come on, man. That's because I'm bored. Uh, I get well, bored. Uh, turn it off and go outside. Mm-hmm. 
Go sit on the patio and throw the ball or just pet your dog or just listen to the traffic. I can't do that <laughs> while I'm at Do something besides send the shit you send us. You <laughs> can't do that while I'm at work. No, you make it to like dark web at Jason. Well, hold on. Just in case your employer is listening, you should be working at work. Oh, I am. I'm just multitasking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> mental health breaks. <laughs> I go poop when I need a mental health break. That's when I'm normally looking at things <laughs> on the internet. Um, you poop four times a day? If not more. <laughs> if not more. Oh, y'all that, saw me at the that, crane hunt. That Lone Star will do. Oh, oh boy. Oh, that's the story uh, I want to tell. You got a story. I got a story on that. Evan's yeah. got a poo-poo story. Oh, my gosh. It's glorious. We can't go on podcast without talking about poop. No. Really. But well, why we're not? not? I think we skipped one. We're not going to tonight. We didn't no, talk we, about hey, last I, week. Zach, we I have did. a sticker idea. Okay, what? I poop outside. And then oh, a picture yeah. of Cliff's face, like a cartoon version of Cliff's face. Yes. That's it. The Steve-O tattoo on his back, yeah. but my face. Doing nice. thumbs hey, I'll up. take that photo outside. before we leave. Yeah. <laughs> I poop outside. Can you do cartoon? Can you, are you a cartoonist? Yeah, I want it to be nah, a caricature. Great, I, could a caricature. I could probably trace his face. <laughs> you just, a caricature you of just put the paper on my face and scribble <laughs> over it like That's you right. used to do. Do the pressure one. Yeah. What were we talking that about? That bourbon is good. That's yeah, yeah. We all got, right, no, let's yeah. move okay. on to bourbon. And then I got to go pee. We beat that dead horse. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, okay, so tonight we are drinking, uh, it's from Leatherwood Distillery. It's from Pleasant View, Tennessee. And so this has a really neat story. When I was visiting my dad up in Tennessee, right, he lives kind of middle Tennessee, this guy uh, he is a special forces veteran. Uh, he had like seven or eight tours. So this is the one you were talking about last week. Yeah, he had like seven or eight tours over uh, to the Middle East, right, Afghanistan, Iraq, and um, when he was when he was over there, he would actually impress some of the people on his team by like taking bread from his MRE and like fermenting things, right? To like create like just like fermented like drinks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And while he was over there, he actually created his own still that way when they were in like the the backwoods, like the white mountains and stuff, that he could actually uh clean the water from the stuff, right? A little bit easier. So he created this little still like he has it in his distillery, the still that he created in the backwoods of like Afghanistan. That he would bring when every time he would go over. So that's cool. So uh, yeah. So he creates a bunch of different types of moonshine and whiskey. Nice. And he was. What's this one called again? It's Le- Leatherwood. Yeah, Leatherwood Distillery. You can oh. actually order online, and he is going to be in Texas, not San Antonio yet, but he's going to be in Houston stores and Austin stores. Uh, I think he said by like the end of February or something. Nice. So What's this particular one we're drinking? So this is Snake Eater Bourbon Whiskey. Ooh. This is like, yeah, that's like why he name. wanted to do it. He brought two, and I'm like, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. It's just the guy Let was. Let me see the logo. A guy was like so cool. Their actual logo is on the other one. Mm. It has like half Spartan face, half skull. Um, oh, we don't have it on that one? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, no, so. it's just the arrows. No, because, so this is. Um, I'll tell Cliff to grab it. This one is like his special edition. He only makes so much of this because this is. Um, that one's a little less. It's 85 proof. Yeah. What's the other one? The other, one the other one's the, a 90 proof. And is the other one the Tennessee whiskey? Yes. Straight, okay. straight bourbon. So that is the uh, the special edition one. So he takes okay. the snake eater, right? He does it at a higher proof, and then he does the Tennessee whiskey thing where he charcoal filters it through a silo nice. full of charcoal, right? So you get a little more of that like vanilla flavor as well. Uh-huh. Um, 
But just a cool guy, cool story. Man, he – if I ever meet somebody who's, like, more like you, just like, <laughs> I'm dreaming at that point. But honestly, this whole time I'm talking, I'm like, the guy's name was Andy. Nice guy. But also, I'm like, I'm talking to Evan right now. Like, this is crazy. Um, it's pretty pretty good stuff. It's yeah. not it, It's not hot. It's got a good flavor. No. I don't know like, how to describe it. It's but. only 85 proof. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's not crazy. It's great. You like it? I love it. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's good stuff. It has buy a, a bottle. It has a sweet, uh, like a, almost a sweet, not quite vanilla, but maybe. I don't know. I don't know how to describe them. I just know I like it. No, hey, but it, it's not. Cliff, oh, Cliff's bringing everything. <laughs> grab. Got, he just walked. What are the, you doing? He walked in with a box full of stuff. Who knows? It's his it grass. Oh, and he brought the mud coated. <laughs> he ordered grass off the internet, and he brought so he could put it on his blind. And he brought the dirty. Is that for your layout blind? Again, I'd like to make yeah, a grab point. That yeah, bring that. You're going to spend all that money and then order grass Are you open it? to put on a layout blind. So this is the other one, uh, and we can try it today or we can try it next week. Um, but this is his Tennessee straight whiskey. So this is the one he actually charcoal filters through maple uh, because that's how all Tennessee bur- <laughs> or Tennessee whiskey is made. Um, <laughs> that picked up. But yeah, so Leatherwood Distillery, you can buy his stuff online. Forget the shipping laws since COVID if they changed it, if you can actually ship to Texas or not. Um, but, but soon to be able to be purchased in Austin and Houston. And I think actually, if it's if it's distributed in that state, you can ship it in Texas. So uh, Leatherwood Distillery, good guy, veteran. Uh, just yeah, I uh, I'd say check out their stuff. It's good stuff. It's very good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, I got an article. I actually got two articles. Do it. If you guys are interested in them. No. Nah. No. Nah? Is that what you said? All right, so the first one we're going to do is Florida Man. Nice. Oh, do we have a Florida Man one? Yeah, we do. Florida Man? No fooling. All right. It's kind of like hold my beer. All right. You know what I'm saying. It's just Florida Man. That's all it is. All right. Florida Man falls off bike, accidentally stabs himself with a sword. Man was hospitalized Saturday evening after he fell off a bicycle and accidentally stabbed himself with a sword in his backpack. According to Pasco County Ferry, Pasco County Fire Rescue, uh, rescue says the man was airlifted to an area hospital as trauma alert. His condition is currently unknown. This is a short story, but he fell on a sword. He fell on a sword. There's like a thing about that, right? That fall on your own sword. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, but not in your own back. <laughs> okay, two two questions. Why was his sword? In the backpack, and if he was really carrying a sword, why didn't he carry it like traditionally, you know, on his waist? Number two, why wasn't it in a sheath? Because if it was in a sheath, he wouldn't have stabbed himself. Yeah, but if you're an so excellent if, swordsman, you don't put your sword in a sheath. So if you're if you're going to carry a sword in your backpack, why carry it in your backpack to begin with? Maybe it's it not a, easy access. Yeah, and then second of all, no sheath. You gotta yeah, protect that. Wait, edge. hold on. It, Unless it was a rapier, then you don't. A rapier. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> A What's yeah. a rape year? You know, it's like not little, a rape like, year. It's, it's year full. Of no, rapes. it's not. Yeah, I know that's where you're. <laughs> no, rape year. It's like uh, it's like the dueling swords. Yeah. You mean like a saber? You gotta get more cultured, man. <laughs> so it doesn't. I don't know what a rape year is. <laughs> so it doesn't say what kind of sword it was. It does not say what no. kind of well, sword it is. Well, that's disappointing. Like a big katana, but only in Florida. <laughs> It's like a <laughs> like huge, a katana. huge yeah. katana. He's just like <laughs> driving around with it, sticking out his. He's starting to dig a hole in his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of those like uh, 
Middle Eastern like curved swords. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to take a, we're gonna have to take a short pause because Cliff is not gonna stop playing with this box until he gets all this noisy grass out. So why why can't you sit through a podcast without, without fidgeting? He's, with no, he's else. gonna have to. So we might as well just pause and let him take the grass out. Are we not out. entertaining enough? For I you? got fidget spinners Honestly, in my no. in my car yeah, that I have for to, students. We need to get so him a fidget one. Can I actually have one? Like big legit. Get your get the grass get the grass out. Hey, I'll bring you one next week. I actually don't have any in my so car. You bought, in my you, so you bought grass for your layout blind. There you go. Yes. I just want to make is. sure. It stinks. It smells like moldy grass. So that, I'm sure, wait, does it really? It, it, yeah, is it, it real like, gla- grass or is it made? No, it's a synthetic. It's synthetic. Does it smell oh, like, my God. It, it smells, smells like moldy right, grass. Have you ever been to the zoo uh-huh. and gone to the rainforest section? Yes. Smell that. Oh, this, is what, they, this is what they make their walls out of. Smell that. Does that not smell like the rainforest section? Like identical. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Which is moldy, wet grass. Yeah. What <laughs> zoos do y'all go to oh, with yeah. the rainforest? Every not, zoo has every a Not the San Antonio Zoo. I've been to the Atlanta Zoo, too. I've never been to the and San Antonio. San Diego Zoo is nice. I'd like to. I've been to the Atlanta, uh, San Fran. So, how much did you spend? On fake grass. On fake Ooh, grass. Hold on. Is Cynthia going to listen to this? Maybe you shouldn't say. <laughs> How much did you no, spend? No, she knows the cost. Okay, all right. How much did you spend on fake grass? Uh, More than I should have. But it did like come three, with two. Three figures? Was it over 100 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we might make fun of you about other things being from Georgia, but we do know for Wait, a fact math it is was, not your... <laughs> it was over 100 bucks. It's all good, though. Yeah. Was it over 200 bucks? No. Okay. I, mean, Even I know it was Was it more than your layout blind? Yes. So you spent more for the grass to cover it, which is everywhere. So, okay, I have a follow-up question. Why did you cover it with dirt if you are also (laughs) going to cover it with grass? So dirt cuts out the sheen. Uh The grass adds depth to it, Mm. which ducks and geese do perceive. In the words of Ian, yes. Can't you just push out your belly a little bit? Add some depth that way. That wouldn't add depth to that. That's flat. It gives it 3D depth. Yeah, because it. The thing of it is, though, is you want the grass to stand up, not lay flat. So yeah, you, there, there's loops to go through it on. So now you got to go buy stakes to put the grass up? No, it's already no, on the blind. You put through the loops and then you just like zip tie it or something. The blind. Oh. So if you look right here, uh-huh. these are loops to go through. Oh, and so the, the, the blanket itself has that too. So you put the grass like that. So mm-hmm. you essentially cage yourself in. So the, the mats, which I'm assuming this is. Goes more along the leg section. It's just that when you do it, when you're when everything's said and done, it's you, still going to lay flat. You want it to you want it to <clears throat> do this because no, you want to sit in the grass. You want it to look natural, right? Natural gra- grass doesn't look like this. No, I agree. Like I mean, it's legitimately just coming out of the box. It smells like the rainforest in the zoo. Why couldn't you just go cut your own grass? You can. You can. This is just a synthetic blend that's going to. Uh, you cut your own grass. You got to. You have to do it every year, depending on how much you hunt. You'd have to go every year before the hunt, collect the grass. Yeah. The, the, Tie your own. Yeah. The thing. benefit to that is <clears throat> you match your environment, right? If you're in a bunch of uh, like if he's a green, he's going to stick out. Uh-huh. If you're in a bunch of timber, you just cut down a bunch of trees. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. No, but this is just kind of like a filler. To it, and then I will still add natural grasses on top of it. Oh, so you're like not done we, with that. Like we did at the crane hunt. We mm-hmm. went and collected the tumbleweeds and all this other stuff, which added the depth to it versus 
this is just already kind of done. So all I got to do is collect a more minimal amount of grasses and stuff while I'm out there. Mm. So it just cuts the time in half. And this is synthetic, so it's going to last theoretically forever. For years. Correct. Hopefully. Days. A week and a half, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. So I mean, it's it's nice fake grass. It is nice fake grass. Y'all just giving me shit. No, (laughs) I just think it's weird that a company makes a product that you have to get dirty on purpose to cover up their faults, and then also, oh, let's just... It's just the nature of Let's the just beast. Put like, why not have like it. pop-up grass attached to it? Where it's like, all you have to do is I'm sure that there's in. probably someone out there with that. I'm just saying ghillie suit. Seems like a whole yeah. lot easier deal. Right. No, it probably is. I'm not giving you that. Or I'm giving you You're that. Not. Hey, what if, what if we made honey hole blinds the way duck hunters want them? That would be pretty sweet. I Maybe. still have, I still want us to make a duck camo hat. Maybe that's our calling is to make... The the best. Yeah, but duck our market blind. is not duck hunters. No, it's, no, it's not at all. It's a fly fishing. Probably five people listening. If you two listen- of them are sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if you're listening and you like hunting ducks, you're probably one of five. If I was to guess. Yeah. Send me a shout out on the Discord. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we'll so Discord. is Discord what is, is Discord like an OnlyFans? What can we do on Discord? Oh, it's totally like an OnlyFans. Okay, I'll show go. my butthole. Oofly. Ah, uh, yeah. No. Y'all want to see that? And we got to bleach it first and then. (laughs) (laughs) Was not expecting that. uh, As I was about to say, yeah, Cliff, remember, we're not on the (laughs) pre-show. That came from Zach. (laughs) But to his point, it's all natural. It's going to smell like the rainforest. You guys should have gotten it out of your system in the pre-show. Come on now. I'm not sure there is a get it out of your system with Cliff. <laughs> Dude, we me and Evan have drank half that moonshine and whiskey at this there's point. No, there's no me and Evan. It's Cliff. Yeah, Evan's been sipping. <laughs> it's yeah, medicine. I, I got, much. I got the COVID. Tacos. You guys aren't making it. All right, I got another article for you guys. All right, okay. This one is either neat things in nature or not so neat things in nature. I'm curious where you guys stand on well, this. We don't have a not neat things in nature button. <laughs> The metaverse is already here for cows, and it's very sad. Oh, hmm. oh I saw this article. I, I think, think I, I shared too. it in the group chat. Say, I think I've seen it. Cows in Turkey are entering the matrix to create more milk for humans in 2022, and it's off Wait, to a weird start. Wait, is there turkey milk? You said cows and turkeys to create more milk. Cows in oh, Turkey. Turkey. Use that in noggin. In Turkey. In Turkey. Oh. It's a geography also. <laughs> I heard and Turkey. <laughs> I don't know what I heard. <laughs> Am I I'll, wrong, though? Did it not sound like cows and turkey? So in the country of Turkey, immediately are, I here. knew he said cows in Turkey. I will read it again. <laughs> A nut Cliff, and if you would stop fidgeting with the grass. <laughs> I'm not listen, even touching the grass. And listen. He's, <laughs> I'm trying not to die here. <laughs> I was say he's not fidgeting with his pump. <laughs> I swear. I guess you swear. <laughs> Serenity now. Serenity now. He's drinking straight cherry syrup. <laughs> All right. I got the coach. Cows <laughs> in Turkey, the country, hmm. okay, are entering the Matrix. Have you seen that movie, Cliff? You know what the Matrix is? It's actually, a sci-fi, early dystopia. Actually, I have never seen the Matrix. Cool. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> That's serious. That's weird. All right. Uh, 
Cows and turkey are entering the matrix to create more milk for humans in 2022. Basically, to spare you guys the article, uh, they're doing research right now, and they're basically putting virtually virtual reality headsets on cows to make it seem like they're in a more natural environment than being caged up and seeing if that has a positive effect on milk production and seeing if their cows are going to produce more milk because of these virtual reality headsets. Wait, but, so they're locking up the cows and then putting them in well, virtual... Well, milk cows are pretty much already locked no, up. No, I know, I know. And then they're putting the virtual headset on them to like be like open fields. Yes. So yeah, I did see the, the picture. The yeah. only thing I know about dairy cows, because I've never directly worked with them more than a day, <laughs> but because uh, I'm not a dairy farmer. The thing I know about cows is they love you're, constant you're repetition. You're not a sweet, Swedish maiden, uh, maid? No. They love they love consistent consistency, right? So the guy that I know that literally was like a day, he was down the road from the from the ranch, and uh, this was up in Kansas, and he played Leonard. I think it was Leonard Skinner. Uh, Hell yeah! I can't remember what song it was. It wasn't Sweet Home Alabama. It was another song. Anyway, Free, Free Bird. Bird. It wasn't Free Bird, but it's fourteen it was, minutes long. No, it wasn't Free Bird. Anyway, I digress. He played this song every time they would come into the to the barn to be milked. He played that song, and he would like when he hired new people. He would like transition them. They wouldn't be able to go into the barn their first day. They had to transition in because if the mil- if the dairy cows had anything that was out of the ordinary, like whether that's a it person, would, anything, or anything, anything, it would like it would throw them off, and then they wouldn't drop their milk, or they wouldn't drop as much milk. So as long as they had that consistency. So if you put VR goggles on them and they get the exact same thing every day, then you could potentially like have anybody come in the barn because they can't see you. They can only see what they see, right? And then, to me, it sounds like it would work. I mean, based on the only thing I know about dairy cows. It sounds like it would work. What VR video game do you think they're watching? Do you think... Green pastures. Green pastures. With birds chirping. Porn. I whispered it, and you... (laughs) (laughs) Porn of VR. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to take the cherry moonshine. I'm going to put it over here by me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Somebody marked that time. (laughs) Anyway, I might leave it in. You never know. It's... Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Cliff. Some self-control, man. <laughs> no, that went out the window before you got here, bro. It was, I, was like, I was like... <laughs> you're just really like, oh, porn. Porn, that's it. Porn. It's dairy porn. All right, that's a big chunk to cut out. That's awesome. Oh, my god. Landon's gosh. getting hot. He's laughing so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to talk about football. Can we talk about football? Well, let me. So, are we you me, done with your article? Or are we? <laughs> so, so do y'all think it's ethical? What do y'all think about the ethical? What's? what's uh, let me ask you a question. What's unethical about it? Well, you gotta buy two Oculus Rifts, which is super <laughs> expensive. That's like eight hundred dollars per cow. No, because no, that's uneconomical. Oh, tomato, tomato. I mean, unethical if they're not. I mean, honestly, they're making it a more enjoyable experience for the cow, right? They're no, putting I, they're putting the cow at ease. I agree. I don't think it's the cow unethical. is comfortable. The cow's more comfortable. It's not. I mean, honestly, that cow does not need a hundred acres to roam. It's mm. a dairy cow. They want to sit there and they want to eat. And then you hook up the things, and they milk, and they're, they're so good. So they're like an American now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring me my, my fast food. I'm happy. I mean, honestly, I, that's the way I look at it. I, so I, I agree in the sense that this is not the unethical part. Okay. Right? 
I mean, like, obviously you can talk about, like, the way cows are treated in dairy farms and... and no, nah, I know. think feedlots are way no, worse. No, no, I totally... And that's why I, was, I, was, I meant to say feedlots as well. And I think that that is the issue. This is the solution, right, to the issue. The solution is not unethical, right? The issue would be unethical of, like, these cows are unhappy because they're locked up all day, right? So let's make them happy by giving them a virtual reality, you know? So I think, yes, it's like... The VR headset. Well, it's. This is, I, I agree with you. It's, it's not a, unethical, you know. It's a pill to cover up the symptoms. Right. Should we be in that situation in the first place, you know? Cool. <laughs> Bless, Bless you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was a big that one. Was, that That's one. been building up for a while. So, boys. are we ready to talk about football? Yes. Yeah, let's talk about football. All right. UGA. All right. So, first thing first, thing first I'm going to say two things. Number one, I'm glad Georgia won. Me too. Okay. Not because I hate Alabama. But because you love me. But because of this. No, because I'm an Aggie. (laughs) Okay? Listen. So check this out. A&M beat Alabama. Mm -hmm. Alabama beat Georgia. Okay? Let me continue this. Hold on. Who beat Alabama... Who A&M still beat, which means A&M was a national championship. Let Not me, necessarily, let, because we A&M lost to Mississippi State. And Mississippi State Mississippi lost, State lost to Texas Tech. Tech. But, but, but Mississippi State didn't make it to the national championship. And Texas Tech was in a bowl game, and A&M was not. Explain that shit. Well, that's because y'all, y'all got scared. Y'all done trigger me now. Y'all got scared. Oh, don't get me started on that, dude. Y'all got scared. Oh, my gosh. The, I'm telling you right which now, I, I, Jimbo Fisher and the AD are both on my you know I, what list. I 100% think that the SEC championship between Alabama and Georgia was a fluke. Not necessarily fluke. That's bad wording. I do not think that Georgia was on their A game because I have from family friends who stayed at the same hotel as UGA saying that their players were up all night so they were not even remotely in the headspace that they needed to be in going into that game. To the SEC game. To the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Not the national It's not a fluke. That's, no, that's why I said they, I think that's bad. They just weren't prepared. As they they made a poor choice. Yeah, right. No, that's that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Is that? But to be honest, I said the, a fluke was a poor choice during the national worst. championship. Championship. I did not think that Georgia was going to pull it off. Not in the first half. No, they definitely came back, which is not, great. Right. But in that first half, they were not playing like a championship. But team. I, I 100 think that Georgia was the better team all year long. Agree. And with that being said. And we said, all have one crappy loss. A- Alabama la- lost to crappy A&M. Yeah. Georgia lost to. Crappy Alabama. Mm-hmm. But in the most important game they could have lost. <laughs> one of which, the most important which games. Which is a, the great, perfect game to lose. Right. Because it was the it was the SEC championships. championships. Um, Let's see. Baylor and Texas Tech were both in bowl games. Yep. A&M and Texas were not. Nope. <laughs> What a yep. messed up year. Let me just say, though, I am very disappointed in how the SEC performed in its first three bowl games. First five. First six. They, yeah, they lost all first the first six of them. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I definitely think that they could have performed a lot better. Um, Maybe if they were a better conference. <laughs> I still think it's the best conference. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say a whole lot. Y'all come from the big not 12 Who's about to have? Who are y'all bringing in, by the way? Cincinnati, who is in the Final Four. Houston, well, beat Final Four of what? A sport no one cares about. No, they're in no. the Final Four. College, football. college. 
Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. I thought you were <laughs> yeah. talking about basketball again. Houston, yeah. who beat an SEC. Who did Houston beat? In, uh, they beat LSU yep. in the bowl game. Yeah, but that wasn't hard to do this year. SL, LSU, still, was, still, LSU is considered Wait, so typically. Cincinnati, a, Houston, Typically, young. yes. BYU. But this year, BYU. This and, year uh, LSU was shit and a half. UCF. Yeah. UCF. UCF. UCF, that's right. And UCF won their bowl game. Yeah, I mean, like, we're bringing in strong con- – like, We're not replacing – Oklahoma and UT. No, no, no. UT. But honestly, we're going back up to 12 teams, and it's That's still going to be a strong conference. I, You know, in my opinion, I'm trying not to be a biased Aggie with this, okay, which is very difficult no, to do. Just be a biased SEC. Just be a biased Aggie. But, no, I've always loved the SEC, even before A&M was in it. I was always an SEC fan. Um, I, I Man, <clears throat> I think y'all are going to do better without Oklahoma and Texas. I think that conference is actually going to get better. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Because Texas, <clears throat> Texas is a mooch off of resources. And for the Texas Bank becomes well. what oh, that Tex- the, what that and Oklahoma. Is. Texas Oklahoma's is going to be little... the worst team in the SEC. I'm going to oh, go ahead make, and call they're it. Make they're going to look good. Yes. the first couple three years. Now make Oklahoma, I think, is going they're to be gonna a, do very a good. contender. Yes, but Texas, they ain't going to be shit for five years. Yeah. I think Oklahoma is just, for whatever reason, they drag on the coattails of Texas. But I think Texas well, that's haughty, Oklahoma in general. Yeah, their their haughty attitude. Y'all are when y'all get away from that. I think y'all can. My only concern with the Big Twelve is who they have. Yeah, you've got Cincinnati and Houston. They did well. BYU. I don't know. BYU is just BYU. It's always going to have that following. Right. BYU. It's you know? BYU. It's kind of like a Notre Dame ish. <laughs> right. It is. They so have a hardcore group of fans because of who because that of, school is, what of that school who that is. school is. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I, I think y'all are going to be a better conference uh, without them. I think. I think they're going to get their. You know what's put in the dirt when they get to the SEC. Oh, I think Te- so talking about too. Texas. Texas, especially yeah. for the first few years. My, my only concern. I think Oklahoma is going to come into it weak. Mm-hmm. But they're going to still be a contender. I think they're going to have a winning season. I think they're going yeah. to be Texas about gonna have a the season same. Like they had this year. I think they're going to be about the same as a LSU, Mississippi State, and all this other stuff going into the SEC. But then they'll turn into a contender. My only problem with and this is me being an Aggie is if they put us in those pods, everybody keeps speculating about. Uh, well, you and. Texas will be in a we're gonna get, we're gonna be the old Southwest Conference, and it's like the only reason A and M got better is because we played better teams. Mm-hmm. We had to play. You can say what you want about Alabama, but we had to play Alabama, right? We had to play LSU, ranked or not. LSU is a tough team, so you had to be a better team to even compete, right? With them. And if you stick us with Oklahoma, they're a good team. But if you stick us with like Oklahoma and Texas, then it's just gonna be this old rivalry again. Which and honestly, Arkansas. but you in Arkansas, nobody missed. Which Arkansas they. We've beaten them, other than this year, we've beaten them like the last 12 years or whatever. Well, they came out strong and then just fell apart. Yeah. Well, no, they, they were not strong, then they and then they fell. But what I'm saying is that, you know, the competition is not going to be as strong, which I have a concern But you know about they're going to push for that A&M-Texas game I will say this. Year. I don't want to see it back. Right. Well, it's just like they Most have the, the Georgia-Georgia Tech game, the Alabama-Auburn game, <laughs> and they have right. like all these bowl names for it and all this other crap. Right. Mississippi, Mississippi State. Right. Oh, they're, they're, they're going to bring it back. They're going to push And it's going to be a huge, or Texas, lucrative. Texas right. it's yeah. Lots it's of money. money. Oh, yes. Yes. That's what it yes. is. Why don't you want to see it? You know, I'm, I guess I'm one of, I, I would consider myself old army, right? Old army and new army, right? Um, so raised different than, than all the new Aggies to an extent. Not, not always. Aggies and Aggie. But right. 
you know, my thing is like that, that was a part of our past. It was a great part of our history, but we've moved on and we need to stay moved on. We don't need to revert back to who we were, right. which was awesome at the time, right. but it's not awesome now. But okay, so and as so an Aggie, that's do, you, me. do you feel like a lot of times you guys are playing second fiddle to Texas? Um, I, uh, on a political standpoint, yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. On the field, no. Okay. But when now, it comes I to like, when it comes to money, a much stronger team than Texas. Well, we're sure. talking now, no, 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 no. We're talking we're, twelve years ago when A and M left, uh, or ten years ago. When we're A&M talking left. about when you say Texas A and M and Texas, and the average consensus, like outside looking in, I see, I see Texas A and M. I got a lot of friends that are Aggies. Texas, Texas, like just across the board, whether you're talking about whatever sport or whatever, A and M is second. Is going to be considered second fiddle to Texas well, I think to most that, people. I yeah. think that comes right. from from my especially point of pre Manzel. From my point of view, coming from an outsider, even Texas perspective, I think that's because Texas has the name Texas in it. So even all those people who didn't go to college, they go to Walmart, they go to Academy, they buy a T-shirt that says Texas. It's burnt orange and white. They become a Texas fan. But also 12 years ago, or a little over 12 Look, years ago, Texas was contenders in almost every sport. But, well, let's just focus on football because right, right, I mean, they, they, I mean, they both have had good basketball or baseball programs or whatever. Right. But um, if we just stick to football, I mean, if you look at – and this is, again, my Aggie bias. You ask an Aggie. You're in a, you say, you know, you're in a cult. We go, well, we're not going to deny that. Of course we are. We love our cult. Mm-hmm. We're all brothers and sisters. We love it. You ask uh, a Longhorn that, and they're like, we're not a cult. Yeah. Well, the difference between us and them is they don't know it, or they won't admit it. Right. They have a cult following. If yeah. you look at their football record, they do not have a winning record the last, well, they don't have a winning record the last 10 years for sure, and the one before that was not phenomenal. They just had really high years that everybody likes to focus on. Right. Like they one, like to focus on the Vince Young year, and it's like, yeah, but did you look at yours? Well, you guys have Johnny Manziel. We know we had one or two good years. Right. That We know this. But we're not we're not trying to deny the fact that you know a we're not a cult we are. Two, we know our football schedule. We know when we win and lose. That's why Beverly said, "Oh man, you guys are talking about y'all are going to be national champions this year." I'm like, yeah, but we still had a winning season. Yeah. So we kind of keep a, po- a positive mental attitude about it. Yeah, we lost some. We lost some. We didn't want to lose, but at the end of the day, we were at the end of the season. We were eight and four, which was great. Strong. Yeah. That's a great season. <clears throat> yeah, it'd be a season we'd be happy with every year. In fact, exactly. Exactly. It, uh, most people would, unless you're, yeah. I guess, Alabama or Ohio State or yeah, it's <laughs> like whatever. Twelve and hours. Yeah, exactly. No, I think I even a an eight and four season coming from a Auburn fan standpoint or even a Georgia fan standpoint, I'd be. I mean, I expect more out of Georgia, but definitely in Auburn, that's a good year. Mm-hmm. Eight and four. Yeah. So I don't. I never look at A and M as being, uh, you know, less than or unequal to or whatever Texas. Um, I do think there's a une- uh, it's unequal in in terms of uh, now I will say money yeah oh yeah I will say Texas a, has more money oh yeah because what is it and Texas is that's Texas? the problem well, yeah but a lot of Texas well I, it's Texas not, or Ohio State are the top we're not two. supposed to get political but I'm gonna get a little political Texas's <clears throat> former students or alumni mm-hmm. it's a it's a liberal arts school so yeah. they get into political science or all these things. And so, like, you look at how many politicians in Texas went to Texas versus A&M. Like, a lot. Not very many went to A&M. Yeah. Like, one or two. And then, like, eight or ten went to Texas. So, there is a, there is a lean there that uh, in, in regards of pull. Right. Right? Pull, 
either pooling influence or pooling uh, recruiting money from alumni or whatever it is. Um, in my opinion, it's political from that standpoint, just because of the type of school that it is. So I mean, that makes sense. Hey, Texas, Texas does not have. They've always had bigger recruiting because they were always able to pull more money. And I, in my opinion, that's just from connections that were made on the politics side, right? Uh, with with big money, you know, corporations. I will or say, as an outsider, a true outsider, non-Texan looking mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. I respect A and M a lot more than I respect Texas. Is that just because they're in the SEC and you're an SEC fanboy? I mean, that could be. <laughs> I, I was very happy when we went, we no, went I, to SEC. But. And the more I get into it, the more I look at it, Tech could be a good team for me here. I'm not denying that. Hey, man, it's always fun to root not for football. They've struggled in football. Oh, that's the only sport I truly yeah. care about. I will say, though, as a Tech fan, that makes I that and the, me judging. I am the most excited for football that I have been since Mahomes left. Yes. Yeah, for sure. With Jerry Maguire uh, as the – The movie? No, Joey Maguire. Joey Maguire as the new head coach. (laughs) Show me the money. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm definitely more excited about this year. Cliff, how do you feel about our our – Sports talk today. Yeah, did we overdo we, it on sports talk? Are we good? Or I, we... Felt, I feel like we went a little long, but I'll okay. allow it. We also okay. included right. you, though. Yes. Yeah, although Landon said I shouldn't talk about it and should <laughs> shut up. That was on the pre-show. But I didn't mean to call you out and say that you couldn't root for Georgia. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I just said you can't jump on the bandwagon. Well, that's now. what I came there, across. There was no bandwagon jumping. I'm not going to watch a Georgia game again unless they're in the <laughs> national championship. I'm nope. just saying there you go. both my teams. Or if they happen to play Tech in a bowl game. Yeah. No, I don't expect you to root for Georgia in a Tech versus Tech at no, all. No, he's not even saying rooting. He's saying he will not watch a Georgia uh, game. At all. Just at all. Unless they're in a natty or... uh, But I will say, I'm very proud of my dogs, and I'm very proud of my Bravos. I'm going to say this. I'm very happy that SEC brought championship money to the SEC. (laughs) (laughs) Because everybody gets a piece of the pie. Unlike that Big 12 stuff where Texas keeps it all. I know. Not for long. Not for long. Y'all get to deal with the Longhorn Network now. Yeah. No, uh, no, they're, they're, they're they had it. That was part of the deal. They had to cut it. Uh, to SEC Network. Oh, you know the other it. thing? <laughs> we were, I was joking with one of my buddies. I said uh, I was doing horns down. And he's like, man, you can't do that. And I said, in the SEC, we allow that. And I said, you better get used to it. <laughs> so you're going to see a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, because wait, wait, so wait, so you're Georgia, you Alab- Georgia, Alabama, LSU, none of those teams are going to f- care. Mm-mm. Sorry, that can be bleak. <laughs> Man, just... but, but none of them. None of them. I was in it's seven... that, Calm down. It's the SEC. There, there are certain things that SEC is like, that's petty. We're not even going to like deal with that. No. It, and horns down is going to be one of them. Oh, even... So they're not even going to bother like making no, the No, the SEC is not going to care about that. I was no. in seventh grade when te- I went to Texas a Texas is not going to have a pool to get it changed. LSU-Auburn game. I was in seventh grade. And the whole time... I'm an Auburn fan at the time because that's where my sister was going. And so I was at an Auburn game versus LSU in Auburn. The LSU fans were dogging on a seventh grader, like straight up spilling, throwing crap at me, all this other stuff, saying like, Tiger bait, Tiger bait. If they can do that to a seventh grader, if they can do that to a seventh grader, there's no friggin' rules. I, I respect zero LSU fans. But did you look like a Tiger Bait? <laughs> I mean, I was a seventh grade kid wearing an Auburn shirt. See, so yeah, you look like Tiger Bait. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but Auburn's you know, Tigers too. You know wait, what? So wait, what are, do hey, SEC teams have hand signs, though? 
No, not like Texas does. No. Okay. Does OU not have that an answer? I know of. Does a Well, a and does. The yeah, a does gig them. a gig them. So that's a thumbs up? Uh-huh. Yeah. Trump thumbs up? Not quite, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, OSU does guns up, but they do two fingers. Yeah. And Oklahoma. Texas Tech does one? One. Oh, they do both. This yeah, one. they do both. This one. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh. Um, but does OU have a sign? And then Texas does the Longhorns. Yeah. I had never seen the. Sikkim, Baylor. You yeah, Sikkim, Baylor. Well, that's yeah. also te- uh, Texas State. They do that crap. Yeah. yeah no, that's cats. a better thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Texas State Let's should be, be that one. <laughs> U of H is this one. Uh, uh, for real? Are you serious? <laughs> Technically, it's this. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, Wichita, Wichita State are the shockers. Yeah. Oh, I, I saw a hat and I almost bought it for I have a, I have a Wichita State. Yeah, because when they do it, it's a U and then an H. Yeah, but they don't they do not do this. <laughs> Different. No, yeah. Their name was the Shockers and their yeah. dad. Oh. But, no, I had never seen, like, the hand signals and stuff until I moved to <clears throat> Texas. Ohio You know, the first one was the Roadrunners. Ohio doesn't have a hand sign, but they do this, you know, like make the big O. Well, uh... University of Miami does that mm-hmm. to the U. Yeah, man, I wish the U was still good. Yeah, I was gonna say they, they oh, had God, boy yeah. their heyday. They yeah. were they were phenomenal. They, yeah, they were. I loved That's where, watching them. No, no, The Rock played for Miami. No, no, not Hawaii. The Rocks was that, but he played for Hawaii. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Can't stand Dude, Stone Cold Steve Austin was way better. I saw him pumping gas one time. Stone Cold. Yeah. Nice. He had a yellow Z06. I, I went to a Gold's Gym in Atlanta one time back when I watched wrestling. That's the making for a good story. <laughs> <laughs> and Goldberg was there. Who? Goldberg. The wrestler, the one who did the spear. I Honestly, I know like three wrestlers. Stone Cold was one of them. <laughs> now you got ra- uh, The Rock is the second. Hulk Hogan. Macho and Man, Hulk Hogan. Randy Savage. Uh, yeah, Randy Savage. Okay, uh-huh. Randy Savage. Woo! Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Yeah, may he rest in peace. Who, yeah. who was the the luchador he always wrestled? I don't know, dude. Okay, I didn't watch wrestling. Who's Red- the, who's the really big guy? <laughs> the uh, that was Andre, not Andre the Giant. The other, the more recent really big guy, Goldberg he was, was no, huge. He was like the um, yeah the Crypt Keeper or something like that. Undertaker. The Undertaker. Thank you. He wore. Oh, a he was big. He wasn't big. He was pretty lean. I feel like he was a big guy. He was just a tall guy. He was tall, but yeah. he was lean. No, no, no. Yeah, he was just... His, his entrances were always <laughs> badass. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby. This <laughs> is <Just> stupid. <laughs> I'm just a waste of an F-bomb. <laughs> well, if we're going to cut it out. <laughs> All right, moving on. <clears throat> it's a good spot for an ad. This episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV. Sometimes it's hard to decide what to watch, but Cox Contour TV helps make that decision easier. Enjoy live TV, on-demand programs, DVR recordings, and music all in one place. And only with the sound of your voice with the Contour Voice Remote. Plus, catch the golf and basketball action you've been waiting for on the Contour Sports app. Learn more at coxcox.com slash contour. FX presents Under the Banner of Heaven. This case I'm working on is a double murder. Inspired by the true crime bestseller by John Krakauer. Oh my God. And starring Academy Award nominee Andrew Garfield. The evidence points to things and to beliefs that I have only ever heard whisperings about. 
FX's Under the Banner of Heaven. All new Thursdays, only on Hulu. All right, Evan. What's this up? is brought to you by ButcherBox. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Although, ButcherBox, please, please reach out. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance is tired of paying for it. <laughs> Evan, so you had, so Evan just had the Sportsman's Week of a lifetime. Yeah. By far <clears throat> my most <clears throat> epic week of hunting and fishing in my life. Will you walk us through what happened? Yeah, so um, if y'all remember, we had Nate Wilson here at episode 71, and he and I were, or he was talking, I was not, um, he was talking about, you know, how he had won that uh, that archery hunt down south on a National Wildlife Refuge, and so we'd won that through the Texas Parks and Wildlife draw system, and it was archery deer, uh, whitetail, so you were allowed to get uh, one doe and one buck, no antler restrictions. And then unlimited pigs, one javelina, and unlimited nilgai. So obviously we were pretty stoked about nilgai. So, so he won it, but you went with him. No, no, no. We all put in it together. Me, him, and then um, and then his brother-in-law, who's also a friend of mine, uh, Rob. The three of us, plus one other guy, but he couldn't go. Um, we put in for a group on that hunt. Well, our group won. So if your group wins, everybody in the group wins. Gotcha. Right? So we all got to go. Well, we all got the opportunity to pay our permit fee to go, right? Which right, is 100, 130 bucks. Okay. 130 bucks. So we go. Um, that hunt is. That. <laughs> Sorry. That Get your fidget spinner. <laughs> no, I'm talking about to... the dopamine hit from social media. No, I'm trying to mess with someone who I was talking to earlier. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I don't want you to listen to my story. I'm I'd, listening. I'd like to repeat no. it later. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so we we go down there, and the the hunt is a um, is Thursday through Sunday, but you're allowed to scout Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Nate and I go down there Monday, and we start scouting Monday afternoon, and we get there, and we we covered probably we drove quite a bit because they're uh, the way, the way it works, you can drive around a little bit, but then you got to get out and hike. Uh, so we drove around a little bit, just kind of get the lay of the land, where everything kind of was, the boundaries and that sort of thing, in regards to where the roads were uh, that we were driving on. And then we kind of, we got out and hiked. And we probably only did maybe, I don't know, two or three miles the first day. We didn't really go that far, all things considered. Uh, and it's thick grass, mesquite, um, you know, big live oaks, uh, and just really, really thick grass. Like some of the grass was literally five plus feet tall. Wow. Okay. We were hiking through grass that we could see shoulders and above. So if you'd see a deer, you'd see their head or yeah. their antler rack, right? If you saw a Neil guy, you'd saw, you saw the Neil guy, but you saw him from like the shoulder up because mm-hmm. they're a lot bigger. And so, uh, cause a Neil guy cow, I mean, well, the calves, I'm sure, uh, however big they are, but like a cow's like 200 pounds, maybe 300. So how, how, how tall to the, like the top of the head? Uh, standing. Yeah. Well, that's hard to say. Probably, probably taller than me. Probably taller that's than six foot. foot. So okay. So a little yeah, bit taller. Taller, than six. taller than six foot. Maybe seven foot. I don't yeah. know. They're pretty tall. It's like a horse. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, a big bodied horse. Yeah. But anyway, and then like big bulls. I think the like a really big bull is like seven hundred pounds. Wow. Uh, but like five six hundred pounds is like a a nice mature bull. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we hiked around on uh, Monday, Tuesday. We uh we did a lot more scouting. Were you right. guys the only group on this hunt? No. Okay. 
so all in all, there's probably <clears throat> there was probably maybe fifteen people on this property. Okay, twelve maybe total, and I don't know how many were supposed to be there, but that's how many we saw, give or take. Right, it was probably ten to twelve people. We talked to this dad and son. We had found their uh, they had set up a pop up blind. They lived in Corpus, I think is what he said, and so. I think he got down there like Monday morning, set it up, and then went back home and probably went to work. He probably just took a half day off or mm-hmm. something. But because uh, we never saw him again until the actual hunt. But um, so anyway, we, we were scouting on uh, Tuesday. And we, I'd taken a portable tripod, so we carried it in this portable. We found a great spot. Um, I'd hunted this property before three years prior. And so I already had a layout. And I'm like, I already kind of know. We need to see what it looks like. Um, the forestry service or whoever goes down there and they cut. Uh, kind of not senderos, but they cut clear cuts. So it's a little bit easier to get into some places uh, than others. Some some areas is like it's, I mean, it's really tall grass. You're not, you, unless you're willing to hike through it and risk a rattlesnake, you, you know. You're not going to come. Everybody that was there, they used a clear cut. Everybody, oh, really? Everybody. So this spot that I found was a spot from three years ago, and we found <clears throat> fresh Neil Guy sign. There were white-tailed deer in there. And I'm like, this, I think this is the spot. And we found a couple other spots that we kind of marked. Well, maybe we don't put the tripod here. And uh, Nate and Rob were both going to hunt from the ground. And Rob hunts in the ghillie suit. And Nate's just, you know, for such a big dude, I mean, his nickname is the Vanilla Gorilla. So you think he's loud and obtrusive. That dude's stealthy. Like, he's just, he can get in there and get after it. Well, Rob is too. Because yeah. Rob just sits there and gets still. But he's wearing a ghillie suit. He, he becomes, he, like, yeah. like Rob says, I become the blind, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, um, but I'm like, I'm not. I'm like Cliff. I'm going to fidget. You know, I'm going to move. So get me up in a tripod where I'm high, where they're not looking up. So we get the tripod set up. And I said, Nate, I got a, I got a wild idea, man. I was like, you kind of owe me a redfish, man. I was like, I, I've never <laughs> caught a redfish on the fly. I was like, you kind of owe me that one. And he's like, what are you thinking? I was like, I'm thinking we find us a guide down here, and uh, we work a deal, and we split it. And I said, uh, and we go fishing tomorrow. I was like, we don't need a scout. I said, we got our we got our places set up. What do we need to be here on Wednesday for, right? We, we can hunt Thursday morning. Rob was showing up Wednesday afternoon, and because uh, he, he still had to work and stuff. And so uh, Nate and I kind of made our schedule available, and so – we were down there all week, and, uh, and he goes, rad, man, let's do it. Awesome. So we got on the phone. We got a hold of – I called one guy, <clears throat> and he never called me back. I called another guy, and then he says, man, I can't. I've been, I'm, you know, tied up. I can't take you. But And he was an Orvis-endorsed guy. Uh, what was his name? Brian – Robinson. Yes. Nice guy. He's a super nice guy. I fished with him a couple times. Yeah, super nice guy. He's a good dude. So then he goes – I'm going to try to remember everybody's name here. So he's like, hey, man, look, I got another good guy. I was like, look, I know it's last minute. It's Tuesday afternoon. Like, it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And, and, you're, and you're trying to fish Wednesday. Wednesday morning. Yeah. It's like the next ha- day. We're just doing a half day. Yeah, okay. right? We're just doing a half day because Rob was going to get there, and we are like, we, we really want to be off the water. Plus, we had to change hotel rooms because we had a hotel room, but then Rob had a different hotel room, so we had to jump. Same hotel, but we had to jump over, whatever. So that's a funny story, too. So anyway, uh, we uh, – we call around. We talk to Brian. He's like, I can't do it. He goes, call John Pilmer. I think that's his name. And so, all right. Yeah, he's a good dude. I promise you. See if he's got availability. So, all right. So, I called John. John's like, I said, hey, John, we're looking for a fishing trip half day tomorrow morning. Right? He's like, oh, man, I wish I could, man, but I can't. Uh, have you tried calling 
uh, Brian, yeah, actually, that's who referred us to you. He's like, oh, man, he's a good guy, good guy, you know. Okay, all right, well, let me, hold on. Let me, I got another name for you. His name's Andy, Andy uh, Fan Cook. I said, all right. And he goes, no, I give you this other guy, but he had hernia surgery. I give this other guy, but his daughter's sick or something. Like, he knew everybody's business. Like, everybody <laughs> knew. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I just need a name and a number here. Super nice guy. I'd probably fish with him, even though I've never have. Brian, too, because they were just all super nice. So then I call this guy Andy, uh, Andrew Fancook, and uh, you guys tagged him on the Instagram post, which I appreciate that. And I said, hey, man, I said, uh, here's the deal. We're looking for a fishing trip tomorrow, half day. Two guys. I said, I'm an inexperienced fly fisherman, and I said, my buddy is a very experienced fly fisherman. He's actually a guy. And he's like, yeah, man. He goes, I was actually supposed to go fishing with a buddy tomorrow, but he's got a boat, so he could still go. (laughs) 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 So so we go fishing with Andy. So we show up and he and we just go to his house. He lives right there on the on the channel or whatever. Yeah. Uh, He's out of Arroyo City. So we drove. I think it was like forty five minutes or something. We drove to Arroyo City, and uh, man, it was great. We get on the water. Super nice guy. Um, He he. We go out to this, some of these flats, these areas, you know, these like gra- grass flats or whatever. And so Nate's like, all right, brother, you're up first. Get on the front of the boat. And I'm literally like nervous with excitement. I mean, it's just like, I'm, it's starting to hit me. I'm You've like, talked oh. about this for a long I'm, time. Oh, dude, right? I have. Oh, for sure. <laughs> You've been, been trying a, to catch a redfish for. Yeah, my problem is I always go with what I call meat haulers, right? I go, with, when we go fish bay fishing or offshore, it's guys who just want to put, you Free know, meat, in the, in they the want to put, they want to put meat in the cooler. Right, so that's what we go for, and it's like spinning rods, croaker, popping shrimp. Let's chuck it out there and see what we get. Yep, that's a keeper. Throw it in the cooler. Right, I, I obviously wouldn't want anything from the cooler, and and I've taken my fly rod, but like these meat hauler dudes, good good guides if that's what you're looking for. They're not fly fishermen, so we're not like pulling the flats. They're just like, oh yeah, there goes one. See if you can catch it. Well, that fish is gone. He's yeah. not going to be anywhere near here. You know, if I can cast out 150 feet with a spinning rod, I'll catch him, but. I'm, I can't do that with fly rod. So anyway, I get up there, and and, uh, and I'm getting a little jittery nervous. And Nate's like, you got this, brother. You can do it. <laughs> you know, he's very positive and encouraging. And Andy's very quiet, but Andy's like, all right, well, here's what you're going to do. And da 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 And so we get on these grass flats, and they're like, do you see the fish tailing? I'm like, no. And so they're, like, trying to explain it to me. And so we get out there, and I, I do a cast and miss. You know, I didn't get it in front of him or whatever. Well, then my biggest thing is I was keeping my elbow out, right? So I was like limp wristing it okay so i wasn't able to cast that far so nate's like hey man bring you double haul not really i can single haul but not really i'm kind of uncoordinated on the back on the back cast oh yeah for sure i'm a rookie and so nate's like keep your elbow in and man once i hit that once i got that elbow in and really i could dude i i I increased 30 feet like that that power behind it yeah yeah like that so then so then i'm casting these fish and, and and i would like I'd cast the fish, and he's like, no, uh, just give it one more. Well, I didn't know what that meant. He meant just, like, pick it up and lay it back down in front of him, you know, better aim. Well, I was doing, like, another, like, false cast, right? And so I'd go past the fish every time. He's like, yeah, you're going past him. Just pick it up and lay it back down right there in front of him. I'm like, okay. So if we finally got it together, I, I, I probably cast it. Dude, I don't know how many. We actually got on a pod of, of, of reds. They were tailing and feeding and going crazy, and I was just like, I was nervous. I was shaking, and I was, like, focused. <laughs> and I was trying to listen, but also, like, you get that, like, your ears start fogging up, and you get that old tunnel vision, and you're like, okay, I'm, I, you know, and you're not really, you can't hear. I couldn't hear them. Yeah. Right? And then you get a little was, sloppy with it because you're I was so getting sloppy, focused. And, yeah. then I was get, and then I was getting frustrated, and I was like, I got to stop, right? I got I to gotta breathe for a minute. 
I can't remember exactly how it all came together, but I, I, could, I saw the redfish. And they're like, you see it? I said, yeah. And they're like, oh, it's 11 o'clock or whatever it was. And I said, okay. And so it's like 30 feet out. He's like, he's moving just a little bit to the right, pretty slow. Put it like five or 10 feet or whatever it was in front of him. Or maybe he's moving to the left. I can't remember, honestly. And I lay it out there. And, he go, and Andy goes, bump. And I bump. He goes, bump. And I bump. And he goes, strip. And I start stripping. He goes, stop. And all of a sudden, I could feel that line. And he goes, set. Or strip. I can't remember what he said. And I just, and, and Nate really drilled that one into me about how to catch a redfish. He's like, don't, because I'm an old school bait caster, like, just yank yeah. that rod up high. And he's like, you can't do that because it'll yank it out of his mouth. He said he'll feel that line on the top of his mouth and he'll just open and let go. And they surprisingly have really big mouths. Like, yeah. I did not expect that. Ma- it was like a large mouth, for yeah. crying out loud. And so, anyway, so I strip set and that line goes tight and I let go and he mm-hmm. takes off with it. And I'm like, oh, baby. Yeah. And I mean, it. That, that freaking rush hit me, man. And I was, like, shaking, and that video that you posted, Landon, um, you can't see it in the video, but I'm, like, nervous, <laughs> right? So what happens? I got, he's got a bucket for all, my, for all my line to go into, right, all the extra slack or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. And it gets knotted up. Well, that knot gets past me and gets up into the guides. Oh. And so I grab it, and that fish is trying to run, and I'm, like, I'm about to lose this thing. Dude, Andy jumped off that platform and ran to the – I mean, he was like, boop, boop. He was at the front of that boat, and he comes up here, and he's like like a, like a rodeo dude tying off a calf, man. He's <laughs> untying that knot, and he goes like this, uh, and he lets go just like a, just like he'd ca- uh, tied a calf up, you know? Uh-huh. And he lets go, and he goes, like this, and he takes off, and I just let it roll. And I finally got it down to the reel, and then I just worked him in. The whole time, they're like high five, and I'm like, I haven't even landed this thing yet, right? <laughs> it doesn't count until I land it. And Nate's like, oh, no, it counts, whether you land it or not. I finally got him up there, and I was just like, I was shaking bad, dude. Yeah. It, was, it was buck fever for me. Yeah. So does this I was mean, so nervous. Does this mean that Nate owes you a redfish tattoo now? I'd like to think so. Yeah, I'd like to think so. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, I'm going to try. I appreciate you mentioning that because when he listens to this, it's going to – I mean, that's what I've been told for over a year now. Oh, well, it's what I've been trying to get, but it wasn't his boat. So, he, you know, we'll see. I'm going to see. Well, that wasn't part of the stipulation. No, it was never never an agreed to thing. It was like, this is what, you know, we kind of like. I've always heard you got to catch a red with Nate, and then Mm -hmm. Nate would. It would be more likely if Nate would. Would give you a a redfish tattoo. He doesn't do a lot of tattoos. It It was a good red, too. That's yeah, he was, a, he was a but speaking he of was the, a speaking of the tat, though, what are you thinking about getting it? Where are you thinking about getting it? Like trailing through your pubic area? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> he's on a roll tonight. <laughs> he found a lady. He's, he's been, leaving. Uh, no, he, he when he, st- he thought about the tattoo question. He's been harping on the tattoo for the past minute yeah, because he yeah. knew that's the direction. That's what he wanted to get exactly. there. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been stewing on that one. So um, so I catch that redfish and uh, I'm just like stoked. So then Nate gets up there and he's. I mean, he's double hauling and just putting it right out there. He ended up catching – he caught two or three, and I caught two. I, I want to say I caught three, but I know for a fact it was two. Anyway, he caught he caught one, and then I was up. And so we kind of got out of the area we were in, right? Um, and, we, and we kept going back and forth, back and forth, like kind of struggling about, you know, how, he, Nate's like, man, how are you not seeing that fish, man? And I'm like – and they kept saying, you know, that bright pink shooting through the water or whatever. And I'm like, bro, I don't want to, like, you know, punk out or nothing, but I can't see what you're seeing. And I had to remind Nate, like, I have to remind a lot of my hunting buddies where it becomes important. 
I can't see red. Okay, so I'm colorblind. Uh, what does red look like to you? Usually it's a muted color, gray, brown, I don't know. So okay. like when you look at the flag up there, it's white stripes and... It's like brown. There's okay. three flags, four flat flags. The American flag. Yeah, the American flag. If it's, if it's um, depending on what it is, but in a general sense, if it's around any kind of green, it becomes like what it's around. Because green is the dominant cone in my eyes. So it becomes, I think that's how it works. I don't know. I'm not sure. I just know that if you put like red up against green, the red becomes green. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just like a, I mean, like that's just like, a darker version of the white stripe, I guess. But you can tell that it's striped. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can see patterns. Great. Yeah, and you can see shades. So, and that's what actually I'm so getting to So, you're not red, bl- red, white, and blue. You're red, white, and gray. Or blue, white, and gray. Yeah, so everybody has the blue. <coughs> what's the three cones? The blue, red, and yellow or something like that? No, I mean, green, green, red, and yellow. I don't remember. Whatever it it'd is. It'd probably be blue, So, I mean, red. the three primary. I mean, but the primary colors are different than that, but. Yeah, I don't remember right. what it is. But anyway, the point is is that uh, I fail completely for red. I pretty much fail for blue. So I'm red-green, blue-green, and blue-yellow. But blue-yellow is just faint. Mm-hmm. It's not – it's just weak. It's not like – and I'm not mo- – I can see color. I'm not monochromatic. Right. But uh, anyway, point is is that I told Nate. I was like, Nate, bro, you remember I'm, I can't see red, man, colorblind. He's like, oh, crap, man. He goes, yeah. I was like, well, I could see the tail like flashing like a, a – like light on a mirror, like yeah. the, the glare, the flare. Yeah, like a mirror. Yeah, like right. I could see that, but I couldn't see that it was a red tail. Well, then he caught his fish, and we took a great picture of the of the blue on the tail of those red fish, that bright blue. Well, once I saw that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to key in on that. When I After I'd seen a few red fish in the water while Nate was fishing, I was like, I can see that blue tail. Because those red fish on that green grass, unless they moved, I couldn't see them. Like they just, they blend in so well. Yeah. Um, so he caught his redfish. We get up on another grass flat, and there was one fish that I could see really, really well, mm-hmm. and a little black, black and white striped joker, um, the sheep's head. And so I'm, like, casting into one. I'm like, that's not a redfish. That's a sheep's head. And Andy goes, yeah, those are pretty tough to catch. You know, not a lot of people catch those, but it's your first day. It'd be pretty epic if you caught one of those, too. And I, like, cast to it, and it, you know, shoot off. You know, them things are spooky as all get out. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, he kind of chucks. He goes, yeah, just keep casting, man. You never know. So I saw one. I said, hey, hey, there's one. He's just pulling, so it's not like we're moving. You know what I mean? Like, he's just pulling through the grass. And then there's redfish in there, so we're casting at redfish too. But finally see a, a, a sheep's head, and I'm like, man, that's a big sheep's head right there, right? And he goes, all right, cast at it. So I cast at it, and Nate goes, ooh, he likes it. And I can't remember if it was a second cast. I put it right back in front of him, and that thing turned and looked at it, and he dove. And when he dove, I... I didn't like strip set, but I stripped. Mm-hmm. And when he did, and it went tight, and I just yanked it to strip set it, mm. and he took off. Yeah. And I went, oh, baby. And Nate starts laughing. He's like, bro, you're going to catch a sheepy. No way. <laughs> no freaking way. And Andy's like, well, that'd be pretty cool, you know? <laughs> so then he goes over and he like tears off some line, and, and then like this big cloud of smoke, silt, you know? And I'm like, what is he doing? And Nate's like, dude, they try to bury their head. They try to like. I guess they're trying to get it out of their mouth or something. I don't know. But he said they bury their head, like dig down like a pig in the dirt. And he's like, he's just over there like barreling into the dirt, just kicking up silt and just trying to bury himself. So I finally horsed him in pretty much. They don't fight quite like a red, but uh, got him landed and and, uh, took some pictures. And he looked like he had a propeller a prop or a shark bite out of the top of it. He only had a whole chunk missing. Hit a whole half. chunk out of him. But I asked him, I said, I asked both of them, Nate and Andy, and I said, what do you think? And they both said, well, that's 
probably years old. It's been there. It's actually grown back over to where now the stripe is actually coming over the top. There's no scar tissue anymore. There's no scar tissue anymore. Yeah, it's very weird. But uh, I don't like sheep's head. So that one, honestly, I know fly fishing. I I had no desire to catch one, but I was like, man, I could eat that thing because sheep's head tastes pretty good. I've caught those before, but... um, but it was just cool to catch one. And, and well, said, and I've never caught one, and I've cast it at a bunch. Well, I cast it. I cast it a lot. I've cast but, it at probably over two hundred trying to catch one. Yeah. They're just hard to catch. Well, and there's a said, lot of people that are going to find out that you caught a sheep's head on your first yeah, trip, and they're going to be. Upset. Well, it's not his first fly fishing trip. It's my first official bay fly fishing trip. I've Salt gone. Water. I've gone to the coast, and I've taken my fly rod, and I've fished off the pier, and then I've fished. But sheep said to me is weird. The human teeth I can't get over. They are weird. They don't Their need human, human teeth. teeth. Are weird as anything. I also I don't, think it's cool. I also don't like the. Uh, I don't mind catfish, but I don't necessarily like handling them either. The skin weirds me out. If I never caught another catfish, I'd be okay. So I was asking Nate about it, and I said, well, "I said he goes, dude, this is a big thing." He's like, "You don't understand how big this is." And I said, "Well." I don't, I don't, you're right. I don't understand how big it is to catch a sheep's head on the fly. I said, I'm very thankful. I said, maybe it's luck. He's like, dude, you did everything you're supposed to do. He goes, the fish wasn't spooked. You put it right in front of him. It was something he wanted to eat. You set the hook. You landed the fish. He goes, that's all you can do. He said, you did everything right. He goes, but bro, and I'm not going to say names, but we all know people. And he said, I'll just say it like this. He goes, dude, there's friends of ours, including us in this room, he says they have fished for two, three, four, five years before they caught their first sheepy. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. You know, I guess I'm blessed to some extent, or I just got lucky, or I was just at the right place at the right time. Or maybe it's because he had a hump in his back. He was just hungrier than the rest. But <laughs> the point, like, he takes a little more chances. Yeah, I've, he takes never, more chances. I've never seen a sheep said in real life. Oh, they're they're cool looking. Yeah, I even, mean, they are even in the teeth, water. They're cool. You're I, right. Their teeth are freaky. It's I, strange. I have a video that I need to edit and put on YouTube where I fished with uh, William Townsend's brother, uh-huh. and I was thinking about for that video. I pretty much filmed the whole time of every time I casted a sheep's head, leaving a counter like on the video. Oh yeah, and I probably that counter would probably get into the 70s or 80s. At every sheep's head, I like there was just a ton that day. Like I casted more sheep's head than I did redfish or black drum, which is supposedly super they're like they're super spooky and they're super finicky. Yeah. So I don't Texas know. Texas permit is what they call them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, what did he call them? Um, I don't know if it was Andy or Nate. One of them said something to the effect of jailhouse or what do they call them? Prison permit. Prison permit. Yeah. I think it was prison permit. Know. Yeah. Because the Cause black white stripes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So man, listen, I'm gonna tell you, I we left. That I think Nate caught. I caught one more, and Nate caught one more after that. First off, Andy was awesome. Thank you, Andy, if you hear this. It was a great trip. Highly recommend Andy to anybody. Very patient. Um, Nate and I are buddies, so, you know, I don't know. He probably doesn't do this with anybody else. But with me, Nate will get a little bit, you know, like, bro, you're not listening to me, right? Because it's personal because we're buddies, right? I'm not a client necessarily. But uh, Andy was very patient. He didn't yell. He just, hey, man, you know, you're, you're casting too far. You know, reel it back. Keep your elbow in, and we'll get one. You know, he's like, all right, move a little bit to the right, move a little bit to the left. Do you see that, you know, that blob moving at 11 o'clock, moving from 11 to 10 or whatever, you know, 20, 30 feet off the bow, whatever. Just very patient. Um, Nate being there, even though it wasn't him guiding, 
honestly, that was better because then he didn't have to worry about pulling around and all that kind of stuff. He could actually like enjoy it as a friend with me instead Mm -hmm. of having to guide me, you know, if that makes sense. So it was, that was, uh, that was the highlight of my trip at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, we get back, Rob shows up, we get geared up, we get ready to hunt. We go out on Thursday. Uh, Thursday's the first day you can hunt. Thursday's the first day we can hunt. We get, um, we get set up. Nothing really happens Thursday that I can that I can remember anything significant. We saw some critters. I saw Neil guy. I saw deer. None were in range. Um, I actually I, and you were bow hunting or rifle bow hunting? hunting. This is archery only. The whole thing, whole weekend, is archery only. No. Okay. Well, optional on the second part. Okay. This this part for the National Wildlife Refuge hunt, it's archery only. Okay. And you could hunt, and you could kill. Uh, any type, whitetail, nil guy. One, one buck, one doe, one javelina, and then unlimited hogs, unlimited javelina. I mean, excuse me, unlimited nil guy. Okay. Only one javelina. So I had, I had whitetail deer at 40, 40 to 45 yards constantly. Bucks, I just, you know. You're kind of waiting. Yeah, I really wanted a nil guy. Yeah. Like, I got places I can go if I want to kill deer, you know. And I really wanted it. I mean, it would have been cool to shoot a buck or a doe. Uh, but I just really wanted a nil guy. Well, on Friday morning, the weather was kind of uh, foggy and crappy, and um, I'd seen one nice bull at forty-five yards, but he was booking. And we later for, later found out that there was another hunter. We had to wear hunter orange, but I called and confirmed with the the game warden, whoever down there. Um, I think his name was Brandon. He uh, he said, "Look, here's the deal: you got to wear hunter orange. But if you go and you sit and you're not moving because you got to." a tripod or a stand or a ground blind that you've you're sitting in or whatever you can take your orange off but if you get out and move you got to have your orange on fair good and his whole deal was we're not really going to get out there and bother you unless something's going on we're not going to cross the fence we're going to stay on the road we're going to wait for you but unless something happens we're not going to get into the field and bother you what about your buddy in the ghillie suit do you have to wear hunter orange yes okay but when he got in his blind basically he just tucks him tucked himself into the trees and like you know so once he's he's set, he can take off the orange. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, which we all did. I mean, when I was in the tripod, I, I mean, I had it behind me so that like, if I saw another hunter, I'd put my hat on or wave at him or something. So I want them to know I didn't have it like in my bag where I couldn't right, get right, it. Right, right, But I wasn't wearing it at that point. Is that the same rule on all part public I, land? I do not know. I, I, I'm not going to say yes. I, I can't say I no, but I don't know. If it comes from the game word. warden, I check with the game warden. I ch- yeah, and I called the guy. No, there are federal game wardens down there, so I I called. Uh, so they're national fish and wildlife. Uh huh. Yeah. So I called ahead, talked to them. We actually talked to two different guys. I don't remember the first guy's name. He they were both really nice, really helpful. Um, they were they were super cool. Um, so anyway, so I saw a bull, but he was moving. Well, what happened is we called him Trekker John or Hiker John or something like that. There was a guy, dude, that dude had to be putting in 10, 15 miles a day. He was literally hiking the, the almost the entirety of the property. Well, come to find out, he was hiking near me, and I think he spooked up that bull. Well, he was running through, but he was at 40 yards, and he was a big brown bull. So I didn't get a shot at him. That was on Thursday, I believe, Thursday afternoon. Friday morning, I'm set up. And I see this ginormous, like probably 600-pound blue bull come right out. And as soon as he come out, I'm already hooked up, right, got my release. I pull my bow back, all right, I'm anchored. And I'm like, all right, I think the path he's taking is 40, right? I'm pretty sure he's at 40, okay? And I go, meh, and he doesn't stop because I don't know if this is going to work. And I just go, meh, 
and he stops and he kind of looks down in my direction but not at me and I'm like and I release and I watch that arrow and I'm like oh baby oh baby that's the right line oh baby it's like slow-mo man <laughs> and all of a sudden like 10 yards before that bull that arrow goes Phew! and goes right underneath him and hits the ground and that bull looks down and jumps like there's a rattlesnake and he takes off running and I'm like son of a oh I was so mad so I immediately get down and I'm like so I want to see if he's over there do you think that uh do you think you just misranged him yes yeah when I got over there, he was at 47 yards. Okay. And I was shooting from a 12-foot tripod. So I should have been shooting him at like 50 to 55. And I was shooting him at 40. Mm. So it went right underneath him. So I'm never going to use a dial sight again on hunting, live hunting. If I'll keep it in case I need, uh, in case I want to go kill foam targets. But so you're going with, that, with dial, that dial, I'm going to get a 7-pin. Seven 7-pin, seven okay. Yeah. Uh, it's what I, I used to have a seven pin, uh-huh. and then um, I did the dial thing. I wanted to see how it works, but you can't make quick adjustments. I mean, I need I, I didn't have a chance to like stop. Okay, range him. Okay, dial it. Range him. Pull back. Because he's already moving. By he was moving, and as I pull, as he's moving out, as I see him, I pull back on him, and then I get him to stop in the opening. They're huge animals. I mean, this critter was six hundred pounds. Yeah. Do you Big not? Blue do bull. you not range uh, objects out there before? I do. I do. Because what I but did. Side, but that's what I'm saying. He's such a big animal. It's hard to get. I thought he was at the 40-yard trail where those deer were, but he was at the 40, well, apparently 47-yard trail, which was five yards, seven yards past oh, where they were. Because he's so big. He because just, he's so big, he looked just as close. Yeah. And I'm like, he's on that trail. And I should have, even if he was on that trail, I should have shot him at 45, right? Because I'm at an angle, right? And so he's, I'm shooting down. So, you know, aim for your exit, right? So I should have shot high, a, a little bit higher anyway. But it was, so I was my, bummed after My that. opinion is I use a pinwheel sight, and I absolutely love them. Now, I do think that they are a little bit more applicable for tack and 3D shoots. Right. But it's nothing for me. What I normally do is I go out there, and I range like four or five different objects out there. Right. And so I kind of have a guesstimate of where each one is. And then what I do is I just open up the pinwheel. Like I just don't lock it. And I have it set to like the middle, the median mm-hmm. of those. Right. And then whatever comes out in that area, then I kind of know, all right, well, that's 50 yards. All right, well, that's 40 yards and that's 30 yards. Right. So I would keep it open at 40. But if it came out down to like the 30-yard marker, I just twist it to about 30 and then i don't even lock it back down yeah that's what that's what i did that's what i had it i had it set um i just i didn't range him right i just didn't range him right and i should have had it set like i said should have had i would say keep on trying that pinwheel Um, eventually you'll go back to seven pin i there's too many times that i i I have quick you know and, and it's easier to just know my pins and then set them instead of trying to figure it out for me anyway so um, shot underneath him. I was bummed for a while. I hopped down immediately and I kind of crept around to see if maybe he was still standing there at like a hundred yards or something. Um, and, and he was gone. He was out. So, uh, yeah, so that was that. So then I was kind of bummed and, and, uh, we reconvened and, and Nate, I can't remember what part, where it was. I think it was, I think it was on, I think it was on Wednesday, Tuesday, or maybe it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Nate gets a call, and uh, I'm not going to say all the details, but Nate gets a call, and uh, he goes, hey, man, he goes, uh, 
we just got invited to go hunt over here off of a, a big name ranch in South Texas. And I said, oh, really? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, how are we going to do that? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> so we talked about it. We talked to Rob, and we decided that on uh, Saturday. Oh, um, and, and Rob killed a, a buck on Friday, Friday evening. Nice. Friday Neil guy. No, or no, buck. No, no, uh, Whitetail buck. Gotcha. Whitetail buck. He killed one. Uh, Rob's never hunted public land before, and he kills a buck on public land with his bow. I told him, I said, dude, your purity, purity points are going up, man. He said, you're doing good. He's like, right on, brother. <laughs> you know, <laughs> He's like, cool. I don't care, but cool. You know. And so anyway, they, they, um, I'm not going to tell that whole story, but they, they recovered his buck, and uh, so we're getting him cleaned up or whatever, and, and uh, we decided, all right, we're going to sleep in tomorrow morning. I'm going to run back out here and grab my tripod, which they ended up coming with me. And uh, we're going to scoot north just a little bit to this big uh, Texas ranch. And we got told that we, were, we could shoot rifle or bow, it didn't matter, and that we could, uh, we could kill uh, whitetail does and nilgai. So we get there, and it's like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't I've, I've hunted a lot of ranches, and I've guided. I've never been on one. I've been on some close to this nice but I've never been on any that were this fancy. Like the buildings were fancy, the or is it just the 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 operation the, was okay, fancy. Really? So they had like the safari jeeps. They had a yeah. they had a vehicle they called the Beast, which was a he Chevy. He said that I don't know if you were here, but he said the name earlier, mm-hmm. and it's a it's yeah. a major ranch. So and they lease they lease a, a, a like top ten in the U.S. Yeah, so they they lease uh, they lease multi thousand acres for this corporate deer lease basically and we got invited um you know uh, because of nate we got invited basically uh which was friggin' awesome uh so we get there they have a thing they call the beast and it's a, a chevy 1500 i think it was 1500 hd that they had modified into this like huge like off-road hunting rig that you drove from the back and it's like every seat has a seat warmer and it's quiet and uh-huh. Oh, it's ginormous. It was amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> and then all the Jeeps out there were like really nice, almost brand new Jeep Wranglers, like safari Jeeps, uh-huh. that, you know, and, and it was amazing. And so we get out there and I said, you know, I said, I really just want to kill a nil guy and I'd be happy with a trophy hunting this property. I don't care. I said, if I can kill it with a rocket launcher, mm-hmm. I will kill it with a rocket launcher. So I had a, I borrowed a 300 wind mag. Uh, we went out. No, the first night I tried uh, bow hunting, they set me up in a stand. Yeah. And I saw a nil guy. He was, at, uh, he was at, the closest he got was 40 yards, but he was behind a tree in some water. And when he come out to where I could shoot him, he was at like 55. And, and he was walking away. And he was a young bull. I would have shot him with my, with my bow because he would have been a trophy. But uh, I saw some few, a few deer, but I couldn't shoot them. Uh, nobody else shot anything that night either. And so I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to put down the bow, pick up the rifle. And so I went out with one of the guys really cool dude named Mark and uh uh probably uh he's he's y'all's age but he knows his stuff like he's this dude's been hunting since he could walk probably and so we go out and he's like all right we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the flats like the grass flats mud flats or whatever they call it basically on the bay pretty much right and he's like we're gonna we're gonna look for nil guy roaming we're gonna spot and stalk we're gonna glass and we're gonna spot and stalk and I'm like yes that sounds amazing so we go out, we see this bull, and he's like, that's a big bull, 1,000 yards, let's get after him. So we get trudging through, man, we're going out there, no snake boots or nothing, right? We're just going. 
And uh, we get like, I don't know, 150 yards from this bull, and he's really looking at him. He's like, man, he goes, that's not a trophy. And I'm like, what? And he goes, that's not a trophy. I'm like, ah, I mean, what do you want to do? Like, I'm not really being picky here, you know? I'm going to shoot whatever I can shoot. So uh, we get on this bull, and he's like, no, nah, man, let's just let's go find another one. I said, all right, cool. So we go. We see another bull. We're walking. He's like, no, nope, that one's too small. Okay. We see another bull. No, nope, that one's too small. We keep walking. All right. We come up on these deer. He's like, man, look at those bucks. And I'm like, dude, those are really nice white-tailed deer. The 12-point and 10-point, dude, huge monster bucks. We look over, and they've got some white-tailed does that are kind of in front of them. So we don't know if they're kind of like following them. We're like, cool. And he's like, oh, man, look, there's like three bulls right there at 100 yards. And he's like, oh, they're all too young, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on them. You never know. There might be a bigger bull around us. Okay. So he's watching the no-guy bulls, and I'm watching the, duh, the deer, right? Because I'm like, man, look at those big bucks, you know? Like, I know I don't get to shoot one, but I'm going to watch one, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he looks over, and both of us at the same time go, what the hell was that? It was a white flash. Like, is there a pig in there with him? What is going on? And this white doe walks out, and he turns, and he smiles, and he looks at me, and he goes, you ever shot a white doe? And I said, no. And he goes, you want to? And I said, yes. Uh, in the <laughs> words of Ian, yes. yes. <laughs> I do want to shoot one. Dude, she come out. She was like 80 yards, 60 yards. She was close. And I put that 300 wind mag, and there was it, man. And so I was pretty stoked So about what's that. the deal with the white doe? So she's leucistic. She's not albino. Uh, they're, I think they're similar. They lack pigment. So they're, they're white or golden. She's like a blonde. I'll show you a picture. Did no, I not I know. You sent the picture. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to know. Their that. eyes are not red. They're normal eyes. Is um, it illegal to shoot an albino no. doe in Texas? Because no. in other states it is. No. Okay. You can shoot whatever you want in Texas. You know. <laughs> I mean, they, in San Marcos, they have... Uh, uh, is that Hayes County or that's uh, Hayes? Is it Hayes? They have a, a large population of melanistic deer. They don't even have the white throat patch. They're all dark chocolate. They look like a dark fallow or a or a sika deer or whatever yeah. they're called. Mm-hmm. Like they're dark. I mean, they have regular regular antlers and everything, but they're dark chocolate. Yeah. So this is this is a leucistic, which is the opposite. A normal, not albino, but normal, but white. Yeah. And so uh, we took her and had to drag her. Ended up dragging her about a mile and a half. Wow. I got a... Uh, in the sand. I had a pheasant this past weekend that was that dark color. Really? Yeah. Nice. It was beautiful. One of the guys out there, one of the guides out there shot a melanistic white-winged dove. and He had a picture of it, and he sent it. He sent pictures and stuff to a bunch of people. And somebody with a museum or something, or the school maybe, I don't remember who it was, said, we would like to keep that here so we can show it off. And he's like... No, I'm going to shut that off from my house. That's where that's going to get shown off is mm. my house. But they said they have no record of a melanistic white-winged dove. It's pretty cool. But anyhow, uh, so I shot that leucistic dove, which is a huge trophy for me. I've never shot one. I was like, I mean, she was young. She was, you know, she wasn't a baby, but she was a young doe. And so I was happy with that. So then we go out that afternoon, and uh, we're riding around on the Jeep, and we're kind of like creeping up on uh, watering holes. We're riding around. We see some bulls. We can't get on them, get out of the Jeep or whatever. We see another bull, can't get on them. See another bull, man, we saw probably 10 or 12 bulls. Some of them were small, some that we couldn't get on. Some, by the time we saw them, they were like, peace out, homie, I'm gone. We roll up, and there's a bull, and he's just standing there. We're like, oh, my gosh, he's just standing there. So I get the gun, pulled up, like freehanding it, okay? Click. Oh, <laughs> Dude. Did you forget to pull your hammer back? Dude, no. <laughs> it misfired on the... There's a pinhole on that primer. It never fired. No. Because they're custom loads. It never fired. 
Dude, then it was just like, all right, get it together, boys. Here we go. He's still staying there, and Mark's like, rack another one. He ain't moved. So I rack another one. And Rob, so this is the cool thing. Nate got to be with me on the Redfish, right? Rob got to be with me on the Nil Guy. Rob was riding with us. He got to be with me on the Nil Guy. And so he was like back in, my, in the back of my ear. You know, he was hollering at me from the Jeep, basically. But quietly, he was like, hey, man, you got this. Aim small, miss small. You know, you know where to hang. You know, take your time, brother. Take your time, you know. He's kind of coaching me, right? So it goes click. Mark goes, rack another one. Hurry up. I rack. And I put, I make sure the safety's off and everything. And I just, I mean, I beat up on him. And I, so you had two in a row? Click? But no, just one. Over. Okay. Just the one click. Ejected it. Bead back up on him. And I just, ow. That one went off. And when he hit, and I felt great about the shot. And when it hit, he jumped straight, I mean, like straight up in the air, full of Front legs, back legs, everything, like in a big horseshoe and just jump straight up in the air. And I bet you he would have cleared a four-foot fence. Uh-huh. I mean, he just jumped. Yeah. And Rob goes, you killed that joker. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark's like, hit him again. And I'm like, <laughs> and I watch him. Well, he takes off in the brush. Well, Mark jumps out of the Jeep with his 30-30, open sight 30-30, and he starts hauling ass over there towards that bull. And he's like, come on, come on, come on. And so I'm like running after him, right? Got the gun pointed at the ga- uh, ground. Rob's right behind me, and Rob's like, he's dead, bro. He's dead. He's dead, bro. And Mark's like, hurry up. Get up here. Get up here. He's like, shh, shh, shh. He's like, I hear him. I think I hear him. And all of a sudden, he says, Mark says he hears this bull go. And he goes, oh, he's down. <laughs> <laughs> and so apparently, a lot of guys shoot, because they're so tough, you have to shoot them more than once. Mm. And so uh, I hit him right above the heart, both double lung. They found the bullet in the shoulder. And I and uh, oh, so it never exited. It never exited. A three hundred wind mag with ballistic custom loads. It never exited at like I've 80, heard they're tough at eighty yards. It never exited. Yeah. No wonder the one that got archery went four miles. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell that story, but yes, yeah, there was one. There was somebody out there hunting archery, and they they shot one and and thinks it got hit. Thinks it got caught in the offside shoulder, and so basically the arrow was plugging the hole, so they didn't bleed. But they watched him run like four miles. Yeah. So, yeah, so I got that bull. We got him back. Um, he was uh, right at the 500 mark. I got 200 pounds of meat boned out. Wow. 200 pounds of straight Have you tried meat. it yet? No. Nope. No. Nope. One of a listener sent in a question asked if it, if it tasted better than beef. So, I have had Neil Guy before, and I will tell you that, yes, it does. It does. But technically, it is beef. It's in the Bovidae family. Oh, I thought it was in the antelope fam- family. It's in the Bovidae family. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Unless yeah. I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I looked it up. Crap, well, now that, I'm going to look it up. That's a good thing because uh, someone asked, what's a Neil guy? If they've never seen a picture. A Neil guy. If you've never seen a picture, go to our Instagram because there's a picture yeah. on our Instagram of one. But if you could describe what a Neil guy is. It looks like a top-mast cow with short little horns. Yeah, it's in the Bovidae family. Yep. Yeah, so technically it's they're a cow. native to India. So they're in, they're an Indian Indian antelope. Uh, they're large. I think they're uh, you know like I said, the males are uh, five hundred to seven hundred pounds. Uh, females are a little bit less than that. Um, think of a the, a cow that has skipped leg day its entire life. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good deal. It's yeah. like a yeah, it's a big <laughs> big. Honestly, yeah, that's it's, yeah. it's a cow. Yeah, it's a great with, with yeah, like, like, a, like a horse. Cow head. And they have uh yeah. they have straight devil horn the bulls only have straight devil horns. 
that comes straight out of their head, anywhere from eight to ten inches long. Uh, they so say a trophy. They're like a tro- a trophy is like eleven inches. Like a world record, I think they said is twelve or thirteen or mm. something like that. I can't remember, but uh, mine was eight and a half, so it was pretty good. Um, and then wh- the more they, the older the bulls get, the more the mature they get. They turn, they go from brown, like a dark brown or a sandy like brown a to a dark brown to like a dark black and blue. So kind of like this, like a blue healer kind of color. Yeah, that's like a, an yep. older one. Yep. Okay. Yep. So yeah, so it's like a blue steel kind of. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have had it before. Uh, I haven't eaten the one I shot, but I've had it before. And and Nilgai and Axis deer are my two favorite game animals really? to eat. Yeah, yeah. Axis. I've never had fallow. I've heard fallow is really good. I've never had that. Even over crane. Crane's crane's not a game animal. Crane's a game bird. I mean, that's like you know, you're it, splitting. That's hairs. like saying what's your favorite type of meat, and you're like, oh, I like uh, shellfish. You're splitting hairs. It's still not meat. really. <laughs> I, yes, I prefer it over crane. Hmm? But I like crane over beef. Maybe. That crane was good. That crane was really good. Honestly, I might like it more than beef. Oh, I definitely like it. Maybe because of its rarity for us. Yeah, it's special. You know, yeah. something about it. I mean, because I really like beef, man. You put a ribeye in front of me. That's true. I'm mm. not going to complain. I'm going to kill that with my fork. So, uh, did Nate shoot anything on the ranch? He well, did. That's the story he doesn't want to get into. Yeah, I'm not going to get into their story. That's Nate's story. Oh, okay. Nate, Nate can share it when he comes. Yeah, on. we'll get Nate back yeah. on. I think we're getting Nate back on because we had a good, we had a good time, man. We had. I told him I was like, dude, thank you, you know, thank you for being invited and inviting me to go with you, because <laughs> uh, that's what happened. And uh, but just him being there on the redfish, uh, you know, doing all the scouting and the hiking, and uh, you know, we we think in far, in terms of hunting, you know, we think a lot alike uh, in kind of just our methods and tactics and whatnot so it was cool rob too rob and i we, we share the same but him being there for the redfish was just epic rob being actually with me when i shot the nil guy this is great was great i mean it's just it was uh and and i've and it, what's funny is <clears throat> this particular place in texas i've been wanting to hunt uh Your entire see, life yeah pretty much oh it's a bucket list hunt it's a bucket sure. it was a bucket list hunt and 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 I got invited, so I didn't have to pay for it, which my goal in life was to pay for it, right? Is to buy that hunt, right? To go and I buy that hunt. I wanted to save up to buy that hunt. Yep, yeah. And so, I mean, it was just, it was just, it was an epic start to 2022. I hope that the rest of my year follows that pattern. And not just from hunting, but just from like opportunities, missed opportunities, but also taken opportunities. Yeah. I mean, like with the, with the sheep's head, right? I was just, it just happened right. right. It wasn't because, I mean, yes, I got lucky, but also I was there. Yeah. So if the rest of my year goes that way, great. I'm happy, man. That's, say, say yes to more. To, say yes to more, more, opportunities. more opportunities. And it was oh, just, I got it was some a, opportunities for you. Oh, boy. It was just a start, <laughs> a good start to the year, a great almost end to my hunting season this year. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple more trips coming up. Did you say that but, you're, um, you're getting mounted? Yeah, so I am. Uh, you said on what kind? I'm getting. I'm getting the. So I'm getting the doe just tanned. Yeah. Um, the guy I use is a great taxidermist, but it's his business. He was going to charge me pretty much full price for a shoulder mount on a doe, and I'm like, eh, she's not really that big of a doe. And so he's just tanning the hide. The Neil guy, I'm getting a uh, wall pedestal mount with some South Texas brush uh, behind mm-hmm. it, so kind of with some uh, some flare. And then, uh, and then the rest of the hides getting tanned. Nice. Whatever he doesn't use for the mount, yeah. nice, yeah, dude. That's so great. soft tan on both. And then you got two hundred pounds of meat. 
And I got 200 pounds of meat. I can't wait to try it. Yeah, yeah same. Uh, Nate already ate the, uh, well, I'm giving away a little bit, but Nate already ate uh, the heart or some of the heart. Mm. Um, and I said, how was it? He goes, bro. <laughs> he goes, that is good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I haven't eaten mine. I have the heart and the liver. I saved the heart and the liver and then, uh, but they're in the freezer. I haven't done anything with them. I'm kind of waiting for that. Cause I, the heart, even like deer heart, it's, that's a special thing for me. I love deer heart, but I won't eat it all the time. I will say deer heart's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I have a, I have a, uh, coffee rub that I put on mine. Mm. It's my favorite way to do it. But cook it medium rare on a hot cast iron skillet with some butter. Do you uh, butterfly it out or you just whole heart? No, nah, yeah. butterfly it out. Yeah, get get all that that sinew crap. Yeah, like that, that white kind of yeah. tissue, the silver like, skin. Yeah, get that out. But it's not the silver skin. It has like this white, like connective tissue. In it, yeah, right? it is. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you cut cut that out because it's pretty. Stringy. Oh, speaking of Cliff, so speaking of cooking in the crane leg, mm-hmm. uh, my dad. I talked to my dad about it. <laughs> he said he felt bad. I mean, you said it was good on the video, but. It was real, like all that connective tissue. So I was going to ask you guys how the crane. So I've tried cooking crane leg, and I have not found a way, even in a, in a slow cooker. That's that's what my dad uh, says. Slow cooker, cook it. What's slow. the not the slow, the instant pot version? Oh, uh, crock pot. pot? No, yeah, sous vide. I have not found a good way to eat crane leg. I w- I would say like a crock pot, low and slow, to break down all that tissue. But we tried the leg, right? It wasn't awful. In my experience, it, it didn't wasn't break down. awful, but it was, it was chewy. chewy. Was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And there's all that connective tissue. It was there. almost like I could see why it's not worth taking. Gotcha. It I was can't so, remember now what but we if, said. I would imagine if you crock pot it, It'd be low and slow. Yeah, but all we day. ain't got time to do a crock pot video. No, 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 not now. But next year, save all the legs. You can throw four or five legs at a time in a crock pot, and then oh, just yeah. clean all the meat hey, off. Or throw them in a Dutch throw oven and throw a, that in your uh, in your uh, oven. I haven't found a way to cook it yet where it's good. It's still stringy and chewy. Mm-hmm. And it was good. It tasted w- like beef, and it was weird because chewing beef. on like what is in my mind stringy beef. Very similar to a chicken leg, uh-huh. and then it tasting like beef. There was a disconnect in my mind as to like, what am I eating? What are you eating? What's going? I, on? One thing I would like to try, but I haven't thought about it until just now, is jerky. Maybe cutting thin strips out of that leg and making jerky out of it. Mm-hmm. That'd probably be pretty if good. So was it, jerky yeah. is meant to be a little tough, stringy. Well, you can cut that sinew and crap. So, out uh, yeah. one more question for you before uh, Nate sent one in. Uh, we'll end on this. Okay. Uh, what does what do you need to do with your elbow when you're casting a redfish? Keep that joker <laughs> in. Keep that elbow in, man. Gain thirty feet with it too. <laughs> I want to do another podcast with Nate where I can actually stay the whole time instead of having to wake up the next morning super early for a physical. Well, Nate, test. I think Nate already said he wanted to come back on. He's got yeah. more stories. Yeah. He's thought of more stories uh, for yeah. us. I hope oh, yeah, on. we'll get so, Nate, we'll get Nate back on. He's a good sure. good guest. Well, guys, uh, we've had great Discord today. Speaking of Discord. Speaking of Discord, Discord, in the show notes, if you'd like to join our Discord, the link will be in the show notes. You can have conversations with us, and we might be putting some other content on there. Well, we talked about doing OnlyFans kind of deal, but then we kind of nixed that when Cliff gave his ideas. So... It'll just be yeah. hunting and fishing, mostly yeah. fishing. Yeah, mostly fishing. Mostly fishing. Speaking Cl- of Cliff your ta- does need some hunting buddies on there. Speaking <laughs> of your tattoo, I thought of it. Okay. 
All right, so you need a tramp. Wait, wait, is this appropriate or no? No, it's appropriate. Oh, the tramp stamp? You need a tramp stamp. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Of the the telling red. Uh Uh-huh. And then above it, you say, low country lucky. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible, but I kind of like it. (laughs) No, I'd have to add the sheep's head in there or something for that, because that was luck. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast, because we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. Goodbye. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.